and you did, and now we're fine. Now everything's great. Yep. Couldn't be better. Couldn't couldn't be better. Yep. You not I yeah. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. That's where you end it, and then it's uh, <laughs> then things are good. You keep talking, you're gonna talk yourself out of it. <laughs> that's right. Is that's it better? Is it really better? I yeah, don't know. there you go. Now you ruined it. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's... That's a problem with having a show that's two hours long. <laughs> so you're going to talk yourself out of your good mood. <laughs> Our show isn't two hours long. Uh, it's longer, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's longer than two hours? <laughs> don't you think so? Isn't our show normally longer than two hours? I like to think of our show as a tight hour. Do you now? Yeah. Well, well... your sense of time is wrong. <laughs> that's a different situation. That's a different problem. Uh, okay. Our ideal show. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. Yeah, my ideal. <laughs> I've, I've been rooting for that for a long time, but. Uh... <laughs> Hi, everybody. My this is all shoot. Oh wow! I left it up. I started off excited, and then I f- I fell apart right away. Oh, I had I my silver. Uh, I had my silver bullet ready to shoot Wolfman Jack. I'm so worried. <laughs> You're supposed to like Wolfman Jack. Uh, well, why? He's a Wolfman. <laughs> He's going to kill the thing he loves he, the most, which was is rock good, and roll. He was a good Wolfman. Oh, when did they say that? I don't know. But you're supposed to clap for the Wolfman. Yeah. So? Scares him away. What <laughs> was I Yeah, we were like applauding him. Uh, loud noises. He's got that hyper hearing that I, uh, I wolves we were, have. I thought we were applauding. Anyway, well, Wolfman listen. Jack <laughs> killed a lot of people, Dave. <laughs> Just, he I, killed a lot. I didn't of know that. I didn't know that. You said like Wolfman do. He would kill a band. He would bring them in. Mm-hmm. He would interview them, yeah. and then he'd kill the drummer. <laughs> okay. Usually they'd vote and like we got to kill someone, and they yeah. go, "And who's for the drummer?" And be like, "Guys," unless there was like two lead guitars. In which case, then one of the guitar guys would go. And uh, yeah, that's how David Lee Roth died. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. He's still alive. Uh, but he's a wolfman. Oh, he's also a wolfman. Okay. Yeah, he got mauled enough that he was able to come back as a wolfman. But yeah, mm. they had Sammy Hagar kind of in the wings. And they were like, yeah, might as well feed him to the wolfman. Oh, he was, hor- he was horrible. At Sammy Hagar? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Hagar the Horrible. Yeah, that's where that comic strip comes from. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, my God. Sammy Hagar the Horrible. It sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> I would love to see that now. Like the Vikings. And then, you know, but uh, then this rock rock star shows up and he's just like just drunk. Yeah. And he's, oh, yeah, this actually, oh, Sammy Hagar the Horrible. I'm in. I love it. <laughs> yep. And then we'll, we'll do Blondie with featuring Dagwood and Blondie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, do we have to go through all of them now? We, well, let's see. We'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, oh, oh, it's too much pressure. The, this, as the show goes, we'll we'll throw them in. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, oh, okay. is there one? Is there is uh, is there a comic strip called Sticks and Stones? I think there might be. If so, we can use sticks for that. Okay. Oh, now I'm going through the whole thing. I do have a subscription to the Washington Post now, so I've got access to basically all the comics. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is it a virtual subscription, or do you get an actual Washington Post in, in the mail? No, we get it. Uh, we do it uh, digitally. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's fun. You get the, the crossword puzzles. You get all the comic strips. I have no idea how Stan Lee is still writing Spider-Man. But apparently, he's still writing the Amazing Spider-Man comic strip. Incredible backlog of scripts from him. I guess so. There's not much to it, to be fair. <laughs> to, be, 
To be fair, they're just putty, cutting and putting. They're cutting yeah, and pasting. Cutting and putting, yeah. The <laughs> first panel is usually catch up. Yeah. And the, and the sec, and last panel is set up. Yeah. And the middle panel is just getting to the last panel. Yeah. And uh, they really milk it. Oh, boy. <laughs> they're For the longest time, they're, they're right now uh, in uh, the nightmare dimension. And uh, yeah. uh, Spider-Man has been possessed by Doctor Strange as he's fighting a guy named Xanadu, I guess, who, you know... Uh, uh, based on Olivia Newton-John's film. Um, and uh, they're just taking forever. Oh, just get on with it. Get on with it, Spider-Man. Can I, can I just say another one? Sure. Uh, Guns and Rose is a Rose. Oh, damn it. Okay, well, th- now we're doing this through the whole damn thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, a... no. Okay, fine. Yeah, you, should, you we, gotta... should, we, uh, should we actually say like who we are and what this is? I don't. I don't know. Hi, I'm Ian Boothby. I'm David Dedrick, and this is Sneaky Dragon. There you go. Can I just can I uh, can I interrupt our our uh, meditation on on uh, ma- cartoon mash cartoon mashups and just say that I I mailed a bunch of stickers this week to to our oh, listeners. Oh, good, good, good. And but I just wanted but, to. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I wanted to remind some of you that I still don't have your address, and I found a few that I I didn't realize when I when I said last time. So I'm gonna read them again. I thought I had Gavin's physical address, but I don't. So, Gavin, if you could please send me your address, I will send you a sticker in the mail. Ben V. All we have is the V of your last name. So, Ben V, uh, you can send me your address, and I will send you a sticker. Jake Schultz, please send me your address. Louise Moon. Louise, I thought we would do something together in the next little while, and I would I would pass you the, pass it to you then. But you know what? I think with the way things are going, we will not see each other for a while. So, um, Louis, send me your address. I will send you a sticker. Amy Bryson, please send me a sticker. And Dale Blindheim, blind, sorry, I, I, it could be Blindheim, Blindheim. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Dale, send me your address. Tweet it to us. Well, I guess you can't tweet it. DM me. Can you do DM me as we're DM Stinky Dragon? Whatever. Do something. So anyway, send me your addresses, whatever make, which way makes you feel comfortable. Our email address is sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That is completely private. No one will see it. Only me, and I will send you a sticker. Okay. And Ian. There you are. But he won't send you a sticker. <laughs> hey, Dave. So there we Dave, go. Dave, yep. Dave. Uh, the Beatles Bailey. Nice. Oh, man. That's a good one. I like it. You're very, you're very welcome. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel pretty, uh, I feel pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's fun when you get one, right? So you're like, your mind's going through all the various. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's hard though. It, it, oh, it's so hard. There's no, there's no way anyone could uh, get any more than that. That's it. That's the, that's the only ones that they are. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, oh damn it! Uh, Cat, crazy Cat Stevens. Okay. There we go. That's not bad. I'm, I'm, that's, that's pretty that's good. Pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I like the idea of Crazy Cat as Cat Stevens. Mm-hmm. Singing a singing a song. That's good. Hey, uh, can you do individual artists? Well, is you just allowed, you, you just did. Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens is an individual. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm asking. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? We kind of started with bands, but you know, if you want to stretch a point, that that's all fine. right. Nancy Sinatra. There. Nancy Sinatra. Very good. Okay. Yep. I like it. Uh, yeah. This is all we're going to be doing, by the way. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We can't stop ourselves. Well, uh, 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 never mind. Yep. I thought I had one, and then I realized no, I I didn't. No, there's no way. There's no way we could. Uh, <laughs> cats and Jammer Kids on the Block. No, there's nothing. I got nothing. I'm out. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's to be New Kids on the Block. That doesn't yeah. work. That doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work at all. I'm mm. so sorry. That's all right. That's all right. We'll just be, the rest of the show will be like silently 
in our minds, only half paying attention to what each other's saying. <laughs> trying, yep. trying to make like normal. Trying to make these kind of what? Uh, like, you know that kind of thing. Oh, oh man, that, that the is... yellow new kids on the block. Oh, I've I've got one. For... <laughs> uh, I've got one for you though. It's right. real easy. In fact, you don't even have to change the name of the 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 strip. Heart of the city. Mm. There you go. Put the, just put well the band, done, you. The band hard in there. That's that's all you need. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're good. I think we're good right now. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna so, try so, and make uh, myself stop thinking about it. Stop thinking about it. Just dude. stop thinking about it. So uh, Halloween is uh, coming up. If uh, people are listening to this when we actually drop this episode, mm-hmm. probably it is Halloween. Uh, that is uh, your wife's birthday, Lisa's birthday. Yes, so it is. Shown many times. We're looking forward um, to so it. So what are your what are your plans for uh, this Halloween? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I've got a few pokers in the fire for this ah. for this Halloween. One is that, yes, it's Lisa's birthday, which is a very exciting day in our family because it's Lisa's birthday. So I, I've already given her her gift, though, because she wanted some shoes for walking around in the mud. And so because her other ones had split. And so she was getting her she was wrecking her socks and she was getting wet feet. So so I gave her that as an early gift. So I'm going to try. I have to try and think of something. Maybe I'll go to the bookstore on the way home from work tomorrow. And uh, just find a little something for her, just to kind of as a as a birthday day gift. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to a socially distant concert in the evening. Our nephew's girlfriend is playing in a band, and they are doing a show on Halloween night. So after the trick or treating is done, we are going to go to that. But we are also going to get Chinese food on Saturday night. Okay, that is a family tradition to have Chinese food on birthdays. So we'll be doing that. And, and are you eating in restaurant or are you doing takeaway? We'll just do takeaway. We're, we're not going to go to a restaurant. No. Not right now. It seems things are things are hopping right now and I don't want to. Things are popping and hopping. Yeah. yeah. And I wasn't totally thrilled with us going to a show, but Lisa really wanted to go. And so we are going because it is her birthday week. Well, here's what I'm saying. If you guys end up do getting uh, COVID, then yeah. you won't. But if you do, yeah. remember to just say, I told you so. <laughs> Thank you. Really rub it in. Sure. Score some score some points. That is the best thing to do. Keep it to yourself, and then bring it up at a later argument years later. Like really <laughs> store it away, and then just like boom, bring it up. Well, I, you gave me COVID. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you because do that. doing that will totally defuse the argument. It, well, this like, right thing, away. you want to win, and there is nothing better in a marriage than winning an argument. <laughs> exactly. Because right. the winner exactly is right. a real winner. That is. Exactly. You feel like winning. You feel great. You feel good. Everything's good. It's uh, no better feeling than winning an argument. <laughs> that is true yeah. uh so and then the other thing is this is unrelated to lisa's birthday but i'm very excited about it is mm-hmm. for the first time ever i am giving out full-size chocolate bars for halloween I... we can we considered that and may still consider that <laughs> but the only problem with that would mean we would be loaded up with so many fun size bars that it would damage our health to have them in the house. You've already got a bunch of fun size bars, then. That's what you're saying. That's the thing. What we might do is just glue them together, then. Yeah, yeah. Or just give three of them. Well, what be... we're going to do is we're probably going to have, unless my wife sets up uh, a tube situation, which she may still do. She's yeah. working on crafts upstairs right now. But okay. otherwise, it'll be uh, us very distant from uh, the youth. Yeah, and a and a bowl that people can just like just take some. Don't be a dick about it, but take some, take <laughs> take they want. And uh, we may bring the fire pit to the front yard mm. and just kind of sit near the fire pit and uh, cool. keep warm. 
Cool. While uh, and go good costume. Now get away! Get out of here! Get out of here, you! And then just throw shoes. At the I'm just gonna guy. use a pair of barbecue tongs mm. because they're quite they're quite long, and I'll and I, I would I'll be a good distance from the kids. So sure. And I can just uh, and I'll make it like it's one of those machines where they you know like so part way over the bag it'll stop. Oh, you're gonna be a claw machine, and then it'll just return back to its its normal setting, and then. Oh, Dave! God damn! Now you're like telling me what an excellent costume would be, which would be <laughs> yes. if you dressed as a claw machine. Because here's the thing: yeah, you're behind glass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You're behind glass. You've got the claw. It just bends that. It picks it up. It <laughs> drops it. It drops it through a little chute. It's yeah. a safe distance. Fuck! That's a great costume. <laughs> damn it! Too late now, damn. I guess. It's too late to make that now, but next plague for sure. <laughs> we will get on it. Yeah, next time we have people ignoring the problem till it gets out of hand, we <laughs> will do this again. Fantastic. Uh, uh, no, that sounds uh, that sounds uh, quite uh, quite good. Now, let me, not to get your secrets here, but yeah, um, did you did you are you doing the Costco thing, or are you finding another source for? No, yeah, stuff? I got I got a I got a pallet work to pick up a couple of boxes for me at, at there Costco. There you go. That's the that's the that's yeah. the secret is uh, the Costco uh, way. So yes, received and paid for already. So I've I've I have no obligation. So yeah, so it's he got me two different ones. I actually, if I would had known what the choices were, I would have asked for the same the same one twice. But he mm. got me one. One from one company and one from Hershey, and I'm not that enth- I'm not that th- enthralled with the Hershey one. It's mostly like it's cookies and cream, which I don't like. No, that's a little weak. Yeah, and then it has like one good one, which is Reese's peanut butter. That's great, but then the rest are like just chocolate bars, like a Hershey's chocolate bar, and then a Hershey chocolate bar with nuts in it, and then the cookies and cream. There's four kinds, whereas the other one has like Kit Kat, Arrow, um, whatever else, other ones. Mm-hmm. Two, two other, two other kinds, or maybe five. Maybe it's five in that one. They're all eighteen anyway. There's eighteen bars per per box, so I think that's gonna be. I think thirty six is plenty. I mean, that's pretty much a good night for us here in a regular year. Right. Is around thirty kids because we live in a because we're in a cul de sac and half of our neighbors are I don't know either religious zealots or or no fun at all. So we there's very little display. So when people are walking by. It's getting a little better now because our one neighbor on the end of at the beginning, the front of the cul-de-sac has kids, has stuff on his lawn, you know, has things out. So now it looks a little more festive than it did before. Before it, when kids are walking by, because we're, it's a, you know, it's a cul-de-sac. So it's, you know, it's the, has a circle. Well, we're kind of tucked in at the, in the circle. And so if you're looking, you know, all the neighbors on one side, there's three houses. None of them did anything. The neighbor beside us didn't do anything. So if you were looking from the street up the cul-de-sac, it looked like there was nothing happening, mm. even though we had like fifteen, you know, jack o' lanterns in our in our front yard, you know, gl- glowing away. When kids looked, they couldn't see them because we were we we're hidden, you know, in the curve a little bit. So yeah, we had a little similar situation with our yeah airplane. Yeah, we were the dead block to to people. Mm-hmm. And I can understand. Like first thing, first thing, it's obvious that if you're merely out there for candy, and why not? Then you should only be going to townhouse complexes because that is like instant gratification. There's, you know, you can just speed through there. You can do like a 200 places so quickly, you know. Whereas if you're walking the streets, you know, it's a bit of a bit of a drag. So basically, we get like some of the local kids come around, and that's fine. I mean, you know, I'm okay. I just wish we had more kids, but 
Like, I remember the first year we were in the townhouse complex. I did not, I was not expecting what we got. Like, we, we had 200 candies. We had 200 candies. So I know how many kids, like, I know right. how many people we, we, we gave out candies to because we gave out 200 candies. Like, we were gone. Nice. nice. We were, we were done. Like, we were, we were planning just to stay home as well. It was Lisa's birthday, of course. And we would normally go out for dinner, but this was our first year with Mary. We were in a townhouse for the first year. And Mary was dressed as a, a little cow costume on and and she was answering the door and giving out candy and stuff we we didn't take her out for because she didn't know what was going on she was she was like a month old (laughs) so so (laughs) we were just holding her and you know just giving out candy and stuff and uh and so yeah it was just amazing like it was just crazy like there's this it was like it was like we were being invaded by minivans there's all these minivans coming in oh i'm gonna turn off that mic but there's all these minivans coming in and um oh and, you know, these kids climbing out of it like a clown car, you know, and then they're just like flooding the complex and like, going door to door and running from house to house. And and just, oh, it was crazy. It's crazy. So coming moving to our house was a bit of a, a, a come down from that. Because I've got no clue if anyone's going to uh, really be trick or treating this year. That's that's but, how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got a couple of houses on the street that have some pumpkins out. But mm-hmm. I just I just don't know, which is why, you know, we'll just be the weirdos out front with our uh, fire going on i put on um i put on my old uh, space arm outfit yesterday because i was doing critical hit okay and uh, i haven't uh, the critical hit show which we now do online yeah those of you that don't know i i used to do a live i guess i still do uh, a live kind of D type show at the real theater in vancouver and uh on halloween we would always dress up uh in the shows and so i go to my what we call our tickle trunk here and see what I got. <laughs> and uh, I found uh, the, uh, an old sitcom uh, pilot outfit uh, from a uh, thing we did called uh, Space Arm. And by gosh, it fit. So I wore oh. it. So I think that will probably be my Halloween costume this year. Well, that's, that's pleasing that it fit. Yeah, it's nice. It may not have been mine. It may have been uh, another one of the Space Arm characters. But still, you know, that's, that's fine. Uh, so are you, are you, uh, dressing up in any way, uh, or just n- no dice? No, uh, no, I probably won't, won't dress up. That's okay. Won't dress up. I used to like to, I used to love to, to dress up, but, um, yeah, even when the girls were younger, I would dress up, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not planning on it just cause we're, we're going to be going out soon. Yep. as soon as, uh, as soon as we feel like it's a wash, we're going to go out, but that's, that's the reason I bought the, the full size chocolate bars. I just feel like any kids that are out there, yeah. they deserve, they deserve it, you know, like. It really stinks for kids. Like I feel like Halloween has really been downgraded by, you know, generations of people who loved it as kids, thought it was the greatest, you know. But now that we're parents, we're all like just trying to trying to our best to kill it. So it just feels uh, it's like well, there was a generational difference in that we were the free range kids, you know. So the idea of like going door to door and knocking on neighbors, like that's conceivable. And now it's like you've got to give everyone like a, a body camera just to make sure they're safe. <laughs> but Which I, we're not anyway because now we're it's diseased. It's actually yeah. But I mean, thing, so. but I mean, when we were little, our mom, our mom and dads came with us, or, or our mom and or dad, or sorry, mom or dad would come with us on our on our peregrinations about the about the uh, cul de or, or at say, a the certain point, they'd go like, "Hey, you're nine. You take the six year old out. Go." <laughs> I don't know How if I was. It? I don't know if I was that young when I was still, when I started being able to go by myself. I do remember it was pretty momentous that I was able to to go door to door, you know, uh, Halloween, and I felt like we could be faster. 
without our without mm-hmm. our dad sauntering along, we could we could speed it up quite a bit because then we didn't have to like walk back down the driveway to them, along the sidewalk to the next house, up the walkway to the door. We could just zip through the hedges, you know, and like cut cut out a lot of a lot of uh, walking that way. Like I remember in grade like four, five, and six, like just running the whole time, like just as fast as we could get, you know, from house to house. Okay, I'm going to just interrupt this discussion to just say briefly, uh, Baby Blues Traveler, Adam and the Ants, Simply Red and Rover, and uh, Rolling Stones Soup, which I know technically should be Rolling Stones, but uh, I'm going to go Rolling Stones Soup. Those are my, those are four new ones for me. You wrote those down while we were talking? Yeah. You said we're not doing that anymore. I know I did. I was lying. I was trying to get uh, <laughs> trying to get some good ones. Oh no! Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. I, I'm I'm done now. I won't do any more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I will. I will not say Carrie Drake. Oh, okay. All right. That's uh, that's 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 good. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> it didn't sound like it was good. No, it was good. <laughs> I want to go Bonanas Rama, but that's not that's not right. There is a comic strip called Bonanas. Okay, okay. Yeah, but uh, there you go. And I know Mary Worth. There must be something there that I'm not uh, that I'm not getting. Oh well. Listen, uh, yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there right now. Sure. Anyone out there? Uh, this is not the question of the week, but it's not not the question of the week. So <laughs> if you can combine a comic strip and a band. Uh, have at it. Yeah. Let's and see. I'll tell you right now, mm-hmm. um, uh, Louise is going to win. <laughs> okay. One more. Yeah, yeah. Mama and the Papas. Okay. Okay. Mamas and the what? Sorry, what? Wait. I'm gonna go Mama. Yeah. The Mount Lazarus. Uh, oh, script. okay. You're going way back. Okay. And the Papa. Ah, okay. I have one more for you that is just. Oh no, I forgot it. Shoot. Oh. Oh no. I have one more for you that's just a band name. I don't even have to change the name of the comic strip. You ready? Okay. Pearls Before Swine. There you go. Oh, what's the band? The band is Pearls Before Swine. Oh, they they also a band? Yeah, yeah, from the sixties. Okay. Tom Rapp, the singer of the band. Okay. Uh, name a name a comic strip that's also a supervillain. Name a comic strip that's also is it Luther? Nope. Um, is there a comic strip called Luther? I don't know. <laughs> that's pretty good. You were on the right track, though. It is a, it is a villain for that character. Okay. Okay. Uh, comics. I don't really know all of the. Is it? It's a Superman villain, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I I got you. Um. <laughs> Is it the the Fark side? Yeah, it's the Fark side. <laughs> That's absolutely right. <laughs> if you don't like comics, you, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But that's the that's fine. There that's okay. That's okay. Those are, those are deep it cuts. It was uh, it was Bizarro. We were looking for <laughs> Bizarro. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's all fine. Yeah, that's no, great. It's fine. Oh, so good. Judge Parker. Yeah. Does he uh, take on court cases? Is there like big long court cases that play out in that strip? Judge Parker? I don't know. I've never I've never read Judge Parker. Okay. I'm not I'm not a uh, hmm. yeah I'm not not a yeah I just I just click I just oops sorry oh I got an ad now for because I was looking at it um no nah, they they're they're not in court there there's some campaign headquarters and someone's running for office and they're all wearing masks because it's taking place now okay that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to think of other ones. I'm sorry. I'm just, we've really uh, distracted us. We've really How distracted us. How can you not? <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to. I'm going to completely uh, tangent for one oh, second. Oh, sure. Go ahead. And just go. Uh, uh, P and I, a while back, we were watching the Cobra Kai 
TV series. Yes, yes. And uh, and I was like, you know what I'd like to see is because I just watched uh, Karate Kid and I was like, this really does hold up. Um, and I was like, I want to watch Karate Kid two and three, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then hey, just recently it just popped up on you know cable. I'm like, ah, let's watch that. And so Karate Kid two, ah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then Karate Kid three comes on, and my wife says, okay, but we're just warning you, this is yeah. really bad. It's a very bad movie. I'm like, okay. And it is. It's like so crazy over the top. The villains literally just like laugh to themselves for long periods of time. <laughs> it's just so over the top. But there's one really good thing in it. Because uh, what I remembered from the Karate Kid movies was yeah. he fell in, sort of in love with Elizabeth Shue in the first one. Yes. And then, uh, and then in the second movie, uh, it goes like, she crashed my car. And she's dating this guy is going to college. And like, all right. So they broke up. There you go. And then he falls for someone who's in Japan. Okay. So it's not a super big romance, but they do have a nice romantic scene. So I'm like, sure. okay, there you go. Nice. Um, and then like, ah, and then the third one, he's broken up with her. And now he's going for someone else. And it's like that, you know, new girl every time. Yeah. But but no, what, what happens in this one is, first of all, it does make sense because in the last movie, uh, the character he was falling for wanted to be a dancer. And he goes, yeah, she found work as a dancer. I was like, oh, yeah, then she should dance. She's young. She should follow her career. That actually is fine. And they didn't leave under any bad circumstances. Uh, but he meets this uh, uh, girl slash woman, uh, Jessica. Girl, you'll be a woman soon. Um, <laughs> and uh, and they kind of hit it off. Yeah. But she goes, I got a boyfriend. And, and his reaction to that is, oh, that's fine. Let's just be friends. And you're like, mm-hmm, see where this is going. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to meet the boyfriend. He's going to be an asshole. Yeah. Something bad's going to happen. She's going to go, you're a jerk. And then she's going to end up with Danny. And here we go. No, no. She's she's still with the boyfriend by the end of the movie. They're just friends. That's huh. the whole thing. There's no romance there. They just spend the whole movie just being friends. And then, you know, at the end, they're still, they're, they're still friends. And it's like... What the hell? That's... How was a how was a movie from 1989 that cool about that? <laughs> it was like shocking. It was like this is great. They're just friends. Yeah, and then and nice. And at one point, you know, uh, he he does something that's you know a jerk kind of thing, and mm. she's mad at him. Uh, and he's like, yeah, now I've lost everything. I've lost your friendship. I've lost Mr. Miyagi's respect. And she's like, you haven't lost my friendship. Yeah. I'm just mad at you. I'm gonna get <laughs> over it. I'm your friend. I'm like. That's nice. It's good. <laughs> that is that is interesting, isn't it? When movies have that little, I mean, the first one also, like when we talked about it, we both comment on the fact that there's very little in the way of of like there's no, there's no a lot of no gay jokes and things of like that, and it mm. just it's kind of remarkably free of a lot of like offensive material that is pretty common to those films of that time period. You know, all you get with these three films that's over the top is. There's like a, a guy who's the bad guy. Yeah. And then there's the uh, guys next to him going, hey, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and this one has one of the biggest, whoa, <laughs> one of those. Because everyone up, uh, up a notch is trying to overdo each yeah. other to the point where you get like the John Kreese character. And he's like, I got nothing. I can't top any of this. I can't top any of this. So they're all just at one point, like by the end at the tournament where they're going like, we just want to have fair play. And you know, we're, that's their whole setup is like, we're going to start the, the Cobra Kai dojo and it's going to be fair play and all this. But yet they're off to the side where Danny's getting the shit knocked out of him. Just going, whoa, whoa, <laughs> all of them. I'm like, well, people can 
see this. This is a bad move on your part. Um, but uh, so that, eh, not so good. And also, you shouldn't get Pat uh, Morita to have to do a big fight scene. There's only so many camera angles that can work on that. And you're like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and also, uh, Danny's not that good a fighter at the end at all. Really? He only, he only wins because their plan was to give a point, take a point, give a point, take a point. And he ends up like getting the last point. And I was like, well, that's good. But, you know, he's not really good at fighting. So for all the, you know, uh, training he gets, eh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not so good. Not so good. Yeah, I would say that maybe when you say that, it does kind of make me think that maybe that's a weakness of the first film and that it's not really supposed to be about him as a about him as a winner. It's about him growing as a person. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe the end of the film concentrates too much on that. And you think with Avildsen directing it, which who also directed Rocky, that he would have been okay with the idea. Maybe it wasn't an 80s, acceptable 80s thing, though, to have a character lose in a movie. Yeah, it's weird in the second movie too because they really wrap everything up nicely. Okay. Like there's a villain, there's a villain there, and then his younger sidekick, who's the you know, ah, I'm gonna get you, oh, murder you, and uh, and then Danny shows his bravery in a real life situation, and the other guy is shamed. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, there, the end. That's that's the end of that. You've shown your bravery in real life, and the other guy is shamed. Now that's all you need. Yeah, you've won this thing. Wrong. Later on, uh, you know, the girl is doing a, a, a dance, which was not a great dance. Um, <laughs> that's a problem. You're like, I've got a dream to be a dancer. And she's doing these tossing a fan around, not in a, in a way that both of us could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then he's, uh, then the villain slides down on a wire and then challenges uh, Danny to a fight to the death. Uh, and he's got to like uh, uh, cross this, you know, kind of moat that she's in because she's performing in a moat. And uh, and uh, fight to the death, and you're like, well, that's not going to fly. Like, you can't just challenge <laughs> someone to a fight to the death. Yeah. And like everyone with a full audience, and have them go, hmm, yeah. What are you going to do? It's going to have to fight him to the death, right? That's the way things work in Okinawa. Okinawa. Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> that's how we play. Hey, no one's got like a ladder or anything we could lay, or a door we could lay across this, or someone who could jump just across. This moat that's not that far. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, the moat doesn't go down forever. We could take a ladder and just go in the moat, yeah. climb up the ladder and stop this. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they have to basically do a fight to the end. Yeah. And uh, it, does not, it does not work at all. It's ridiculous. And also, Danny, again, is not a good fighter by any means. Mm. He just happens to get the last shot in really, really well. Hmm. Bless him. <laughs> but I do like I do like that in Cobra Kai the TV show they do refer back to both of these. So this is all canon. So uh, I do look forward to the weird guy with the ponytail who is the villain in the third film showing up at some point. That would be uh, that would be pretty good. See what he's been up to. I have to admit I've I've not seen the other the other films. That is okay. The second one uh, is uh, is okay. All right. Second one's okay, and the third one is one to see for a laugh. Okay, okay. Like if someone's doing uh, mystery science theater or gentleman hecklers of it, uh, it's worth it's worth a go. Sure, there you go. That's that's the yeah. best way to watch those sort of things for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was going to say something interesting, <laughs> but that's gone. Well, I'm it's glad gone by you the... waited until this episode. To it's find gone. <laughs> it's gone by the board. Oh I'm no, afraid. you can you'll think of it. Here's the thing: you were yeah. ta- we were talking about. 
yeah. Halloween. Yeah. We're talking about dressing up for Halloween. You were talking about your full-size chocolate bars. By the way, my dream one day is to give movie-sized chocolate bars. Oh, and yes. Just be, and just be remembered forever. <laughs> you would be. This would be the year to do it, really. Like, I want to find out who supplies the chocolate bars to Cineplex Odeon. Yeah. And go like, you know what? They're not making a lot of money right now. They're not selling tons of these chocolate bars because no one's going to the movies. But the chocolate bars are still sticking around. They're, they're somewhere in a warehouse. Sure. Let me give you, let me make you an offer. And now I'm going to like give away 12 finger Kit Kat bars and everyone's going to have their minds blown. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That'd be great. Like a giant thing. And I'll give away raisinets and they'll go, where'd you get raisinets? And I'm going, eh, yeah, they're, they're, enjoy. Have some goopers. <laughs> goopers. Have some good. Hey, who here likes good and plenty? Huh, kids? You like good and plenty? (laughs) The sound of crickets? Oh, my God. That was the worst I remember getting good and plenty. Like, oh, this looks like it's good. Um, Oh, 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 and there's not even plenty. (laughs) Candy-covered licorice. It's like a freaking trap. Are they? I've never had it. Are they like goodies? Is that what they're called? Those, you know, the the hard-shelled licorice candies? Uh, Good and plenty, yeah. They're hard-shelled licorice. Mm, We have have goodies here. We don't have good and plenty. Oh, is that right? Okay, I wonder if they're related. I imagine so. I imagine so. It's just like multicolored... Kind of capsule-shaped, hard-candied, covered licorice is what a goodie is. You know what? If you got to hide your licorice, you know you know it's bad. I like licorice. Okay. Do you like good and plenty? I've never had it, so I can't come How? Back. You're I, American. I do not. You're not right. I am not American. I mean, I'm American, but not yeah, not I, really. No, I'm American in the sense that if someone, if an American insulted Canada, I would get it would get my back up. Okay. We really think you would. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking right now at Walmart and uh, and seeing what the reviews are for Good and Plenty, and uh, uh, 4.4 out of five reviews for Good and Plenty. Whoops! Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And you can buy a five pound bag of it if you want for thirteen dollars. <laughs> that's gonna last you a year. That... So also looks like a good way to replace Grandpa's medicine. <laughs> they could not look more like medicine. You know, I know that's that's what I mean. They're like capsules, but they're not yeah. quite the same. They're they're not quite the same. Yeah, they are uh, fat-free though, so you know they're healthy. So that's good. Well, fat-free, but full of sugar. Like that's <laughs> I know. what kind of silly I know. thing is that? Fat-free means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. Hmm. I have some licorice here. Let me just look and see if they're fat-free. Okay. They're soft eating. Soft eating licorice. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Doesn't say fat-free. There used to be uh, candy they advertised on the radio that was the licorice lover's licorice. Okay. And I always thought, then what's the licorice hater's licorice? And my answer was beef jerky. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's You're right, though. So goodies are very similar to Good and Plenty. Yeah, I think they're, the, I think they're just a different name for the same, same thing. Yeah, they're from uh, the Twizzler Corporation. So uh, Twizzler, Twizzler knows their way around some licorice. This, 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 uh, pro, this uh, licorice bag that I'm holding has two things I like a lot. One is that it says it's made in New Zealand. That makes me happy. Okay, why do you why do you like that? Because you know it's got no COVID. No, I just I like I like New Zealand. Okay. And then the licorice on the cover is about oh, it's about five centimeters in height. But then it says on it product showing not actual size. So I like when <laughs> I like when they enlarge it on the cover, the, and then they tell you not actual size. I always like that. Mm-hmm. I think we guessed that from the size of it, but okay, thanks. Product enlarged to show texture. Thank you for doing that. I guess. But also thank you for not raising my expectations. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dick Tracy Chapman. <laughs> this is a bit obscure. Rhymes with Orange Symphonette. 
it's a, it's a group. This is name of band in name of, car- of cartoon strip. Canderville has the German croat rock band Can in its name. And then um, I took Little Orphan Annie and I made it Little Orphan Fanny. Fanny being a one of the first uh, women rock bands of the 60s. Okay, go. then I'm going Amazing Spider-Man at work. No, you cannot. Okay, well, that's fine. Oh, what did you do with Fanny? You did a Fanny thing. But it's still Annie. Okay, fine. All right. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna be like this. Okay. I'm willing to stretch it to a point. You, I gave you Rolling Stone, and you said Rolling Stone, whatever that was, Soup or whatever it was, was it? Rolling Stone. Yeah, Rolling Stone Soup. That's okay. true. Yeah. I keep trying to think of one with Calvin and Hobbes, and I am just failing. Mm. Uh, uh, hey, here we go. Uh, the Pogogos. There. <laughs> Love it. That is great. Oh, I got one too. Okay. Uh, Lou Anthrax. Oh, I was trying to think of one for Lou Ann and that is, oh, that's great. That's good. I'm, I'm jealous that you got that one. Huh? How about ACBC? <laughs> ACBC is not bad. Okay. I know it's not technically, but who the heck cares? Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty really good. The Wizard okay. of Ozzy Osbourne. Also, also very good. Also very good. Uh, oh, is there any is there any bands that have the word father in them? Uh, father. Hmm. 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 Sorry, nothing's popping to mind. Okay. Well, I can't do that one then. I know we're going through all the ones now that people are like writing down because they're trying to get it. Uh... <laughs> we're, we're coming out. Coming from all. Uh... How about um? Oh no. Anyway. Okay, Mutt and Jeff Beck. Mutt and Jeff Beck. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that one. Um. Okay, there was a band from uh from the seventies called called Captain Beyond. So I'm gonna go Andy Captain Beyond. Okay. All right. One second. <laughs> He's writing it down. Uh, no, I got no. All I'm right. uh. Uh, second. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm waiting. All right, you're gonna get you're gonna all get I, it. Hold all, on a second. All just, eyes are on I you. The, I want to get the name completely. Okay. Completely oh, right. oh, you're looking uh, up on the computer. Well, I'm looking up the name of the damn band. Okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, this is the this is where I feel I feel I feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was uh, I was trying to look up like uh, you know uh, like Iggy Pop's band. You know, uh, 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 so Stooges, and I was getting it wrong. I was getting it completely wrong. Okay. Stooges, okay. okay. See, this was my this was my problem. This yeah. was my problem. All yeah. right. I was. Yeah. I can't. Mine does not work. Then I am. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I tried. Oh, it didn't work. You didn't. It didn't work. No, it you, didn't work. You tried it, but it didn't work. Okay. So, oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Um, oh wait. Uh, how about how about uh, wait, 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 wait. Google and Snuffy Smiths. There. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say since you said Biggie Pop, I thought Ziggy Pop. There. So that's uh, also also very good. <laughs> All right. I'm changing. I'm changing. Uh, I'm changing gears here for one second. Okay. Here's another one. Here's another cartoon strip that had the name of a band in it. Okay. And that would be Love Is, the band Love, of course, in the cartoon strip. Love Is, the two naked people holding hands that were so so yeah. uh, so ubiquitous in the 70s. Were they children? Were they adults? <laughs> no. All I know is they did not have genitals. <laughs> and there's no point asking that question. Let's no, it's, it's a very dangerous uh, <laughs> question to ask. <laughs> Oh, there's no way we're not just going to keep doing this through the whole thing. I feel completely trapped. <laughs> I do too. Now there's so... nothing we can do. We can't break. We can't break out of it. The only way we could do, we could break out of it yeah. is if we oh, actually oh. give. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, Garfield music. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay. Any right. that we do from this point on, yes. we have to 
to give a dollar to charity. <laughs> Is that how it works? Okay. Yeah, we got to give a dollar to charity uh, anytime <laughs> that we that we that we do. Okay, all right, so. all right, that's fair. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. Samantha Foxtrot. Okay, so it's one dollar. <laughs> I've got to give to charity. probably the food bank. Okay, that's done. A good one. A good Put one. that down there. That's yeah. fine. Uh, nice. Oh no! Any one of them works for this. Mm. Uh, that's another dollar. <laughs> I'm gonna owe. Uh, yeah. The the phantom. Ah, there, there you go. go. Okay, it's another dollar. So now you've got your computer screen open. I'm imagining now. Are you are you just madly searching through your mind for band names? Or are you looking? Well, what I've got is I've got the Washington Post. Open, oh, okay, okay. Which I subscribe to, so it's yeah, my right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then band names, I'm not very good at. Yeah. So okay. My, okay. That's my flaw on that. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Uh, once again, you know, you're welcome to suggest one as long as you know you're cool with giving a dollar to charity. <laughs> I'm I'm tapped out right now. Okay, that's good. Because you spent all your money on chocolate bars. Because no, I don't mean I'm tapped out of money. I I wish I could think of some so I give money. To, but all right. Well, I, I'm, that's I'm feeling uh, I feel like I I don't have any uh, immediate thoughts. So I will, all right. I will uh, later on. Something very will, very good. Something will uh, something will come up. I was just going to say that uh, we had some uh, we had some nice news this uh, this week in that uh, Y started shooting. I saw that article. Y the Last Man, which in, is uh, again for people who don't know, my wife is a co-creator along with Brian K. Vaughn of a comic book called Why the Last Man that uh, for about the last fifteen years has been you know maybe even, oh maybe longer yeah uh, was going to be made into something and uh, yeah it uh, was. It was starting shooting. Uh, it was going to start shooting basically the week after everything got shut down this year. So we we're like, oh boy. Um, <laughs> but it did. It did uh, start shooting this this week. Yeah. Some pickup stuff, and uh, then it'll, it'll be really in earnest at the beginning of the year. Uh, but that was uh, that was really nice. And then there was a second part of it that was very very nice, which was we were looking at. Uh, the cast, mm-hmm. and we weren't sure who was playing this one character, Doctor Man. Yes, who's a very uh, prominent character in the, in the in the book. Yeah, and uh, originally, when um, uh, well, I probably should. It's it's a ah, she's she said it before, uh, but like when she started doing the the book, she was thinking like uh, she sort of based a little bit on Sandra O. Oh, okay, the character and yeah. look. Yeah, uh, but uh, but Sandra O. Oh, as as great as she is, has kind of you know gone on to other things and yeah. is probably not the right age for the character and what have you. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, who's who's this going to be? And they uh, they ended up casting it, and uh, and it's uh, yeah, Doctor Man's going to be played by, and this will mean mean something to me. I don't know if it'll mean something to you, uh, Diana Bang. Do you well, know who that I, is? I know her name, but. Um... Diana Bang is a is a Vancouver uh, actor and yeah. uh, she's also a comedian. Uh, that's uh, right. She does a show called The Lady Show. Okay, okay. Uh, regular or, or used to when yeah. uh, yeah. things were going. But she was also uh, one of the leads in the um, uh, Seth Rogen uh, Jane, uh, movie uh, The Interview. Yes, that's right. That's where I know her from. Yeah. Yeah, and she is absolutely fantastic. Like. As a comedian, uh, she is just such a, a great innovator, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just love her work. And so, uh, hearing that she was uh, cast in that role was just a, just a real thrill, and uh, we're all uh, very very happy to hear that. So it was double good news uh, this week uh, with that. That's great. So hooray! That's great. I, and they made a great change, I thought, in that they re- 
returned the title to Why the Last Man. Yeah, that was also a surprise, but yeah, I, I liked it as well. I thought I was kind of arching my eyebrow at the idea of dropping the part of the title of the book. This seems weird to me to base something on a property and then and then make it slightly removed from that property. Just... I think the, and again, I have no idea because I don't have inside knowledge about any of this mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. but I think it was because there was a TV show that was on called The Last Man on Earth. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, okay. and that was maybe a little bit too confusing. Mm. You know, that yeah. it was like, is that the, yeah. and, 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 you know, uh, so, so yeah, if, if it was just called why, the one nice thing about that is when you first enter why into your search, uh, the first thing that will come up would be that. So that's, that's good, but it is very hard to specifically, uh, look for that. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very pleased that that is, uh, that that is, uh, a go. <laughs> it kind of feels like certain things are waking up, so that is uh, that is nice. Yeah. So if uh, you know if they're still in America next week, uh, all things are nice. It's great. We'll see. You know, if not, enjoy the last Halloween. That was fine. It's a good run. And also, we're in Canada, so you know, we're just we're gonna put a giant dome over ourselves, <laughs> and we're just gonna let it all play out. <laughs> it is uh, crazy down there. Yeah, it is crazy down there. It I... is crazy, and I love seeing that uh, that people are voting. I love seeing like I, it's 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 shitty that people have to line up so insanely long. And I'm mm-hmm. seeing friends of mine posting these pictures of themselves in lineups that are like ridiculous. Mm. Uh, but I just love that people are. Nope, we're doing it. We're mm-hmm. uh, we're voting. I'm like, well, it's good to see a lack of apathy. <laughs> it's well the. The, to me, the real problem is the fact that there's attempts attempts at not counting the 70 million votes that have been yeah. put in the mail. And, and Yeah, if you're trying to see who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, it's probably the one who doesn't want you to vote and is trying to take your vote away. Well, <laughs> that's the problem. You yeah, know, that's a heck of a thing. It's, uh, it's, By the way, Dave, yeah. uh, quarter, quarter Flash Gordon. I'm just going to. That's a nice. Bit. That's a good one. I like that. I'm that's very get good. Another dollar to charity. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, very good. I I like it. I like it. How much I like it, and I, I can't say. Yeah, but I, I interrupted you. Sorry. I was saying something, and I can't remember what it was. Sorry. No, I've done this now like three times. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, just because I my mind is also working on two tracks, so it's hard for me to keep keep. Okay, like, then Dave. Painting. Yep. All right. Uh, the artist formerly known as Prince Valiant. Oh, okay. one more dollar I have to spend on charity. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh boy, is they have Prince Valiant available on the Washington Post thing? No, I, oh, okay. no, I that just came to mind. Oh, okay. Well, that was a good. One. Uh, so, yeah, I was just thinking. I was going to say something about the election. I don't remember what, what it was. So it's fine. It's okay. Okay, we were saying that people were lining up. We were saying that the apathy isn't there. And then you went, yeah, but the thing is, and then I uh, argued, <laughs> I slipped in with my, with my dumb joke. Yeah. And I ruined it for everybody. I'm sorry. You I'm said sorry. it's really crazy down there as well. Well, I, I mean, just the crazy. idea that people are lining up during a pandemic as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like throwing that onto it. Like, it's just like, it, again, this does feel like what 2020 should look like. It's just like, what's the election like? Oh, the lineups are forever and everyone's wearing a mask and, there's a reality show host who's like, you know, the president. Oh, how are they doing? They're a maniac. They're spreading the disease themselves. And they're saying 
nothing. And it's like, oh my God, what? He's got a supermodel wife. But sometimes it's not really her. It's someone else. Could it be a robot? Could it be an actress? We don't know. Well, could it be? That was weird, wasn't it? I did see that. That it was someone who was not. The old switcheroo. Yeah. I guess because she mostly wears sunglasses. You don't really need to have. uh... Yeah, it's a. Very, it's I don't know. It's all it's all very strange. I wish I could live a hundred years more, so I could like see I could see this time from 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 a from a future hence, you know. But but I can't, so I won't. But I think I think it won't be interesting. Like I think it'll be because stupidity is boring, and this was just dumb. I'm more I'm more interested. Dumb years. You know what? So you know, like over a hundred years ago now, obviously, is Ulysses S. Grant. Hero of the the Civil War, became yeah. president, was a notorious alcoholic, was either either had part in or turned a blind eye to or was oblivious to huge amounts of graft and corruption that was occurring by underlings. There was lots of there's lots of like you know people stealing and people yeah. you know giving themselves huge huge payouts and and all kind you know all kinds of chicanery. And yet, nowadays, there are people who are attempting to kind of, you know, revive his character, you know, like sort of change this, the narrative of, of what a terrible president Ulysses S. Grant was. And I kind of, I'm sort of curious if that, if that would happen in the future, is if there'd be people then who are kind of like, you know what, you know, he had his problems, but he wasn't our worst president you know like he did well he didn't do as much damage as he did Bush. you know he did as much he did as much almost as much as abraham lincoln wait a second did and... he do it okay <laughs> oh it's a tough one yeah it's a tough one i'm sorry i'm doing the bush thing because like it's it's infinite wars right yeah yeah so there's like well do you count american deaths or do you count worldwide deaths but i because american yeah. deaths oh it's a toughie that I don't think that Bush will suffer that much in the future. I don't know if he'll stand out that much, but I don't think he'll suffer that much. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I just—I'm curious. Someone who stands out like a sore thumb of like infamous, you know, awfulness and, and ineptitude, and you know, a narcissism, and just everything—everything everything wrong in a human being—is encompassed in this this one, you know, sort of weird. Weird, forward-leaning, so. yeah, almost, almost fake to the point where you're just like, "Are you Borat? <laughs> are we being? Is this are the you biggest being stunt? Like, is this it's the biggest so stunt? Big. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is very. Speaking of Borat, I, upon your on your recommendation, I watched it. Also, I was being being pressured at work work to watch it. I did watch it, but I didn't enjoy it that much. Okay, it's just not my sense of humor. I gotta say. I did. I could see what you appreciated about it. I did. I did mm-hmm. enjoy the the daughter arc, and I and I wish the movie could you know could have just told that story without having to like you know have her having her period in front of a bunch of poor debutantes who's who's one who's you know they're they're you know they're like dream night is you know what watching it go down in flames. I just you know I just. I just, I just can't, I just don't dig that, that sense of humor. So I feel the same way about it that I felt about the first film, which is that a lot of like well-meaning dupes are being duped. And Well, no, who, who else is being duped besides them? I, I can give you them, but who else? Well, the, the kind of crazy Q, Q guys who, you know, for what, whatever they believe in. And 
you know. Yeah, they're uh, horrible people. They deserve that. Totally. The, right? But are they horrible? They took a guy yeah. in. They took a guy in that they didn't know. Yes, they did. That's right. And, and then those people, then they go to, then they go to uh, a, a concert. Yeah. Where they're singing all together about like, let's chop, uh, let's chop uh, the journalists up like they do in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but how much yeah, of that? How yeah, much of that is? People. But how much of that is just no. people like singing along with something that's happening and just kind of going along with it? You know, like it's human nature to, in a they group. They believe, you know, yeah, they believe that uh, 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 like the Clintons, yeah. uh, are pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. No, who, I know uh, that. I know all that stuff children is children to the point, and then yeah, they yeah. they drink their adrenaline, like they get their adrenaline going. Then they drink their blood. Yeah, they yeah. believe. They believe that. I know. So that's what they believe. I know, and I they know. and they go, and it's like they don't keep that to themselves. <laughs> they then go out, and they're at a they're at a, an event, yeah, and they're armed, and these are people that go up against like we sure. find out, you know, not in the movie, yeah, but uh, what ended up happening in real life was because these guys, not those two specific guys, but yeah. this group, yeah. has been harassing Black Lives Matter. Mm. Some Black Lives Matter people went undercover at that event, okay. and they spotted that it was Borat, okay. and they started talking it up, and so basically they, the stage was rushed with people with guns that were going to murder him. So, oh, that's not that's really not shown in the movie, but okay. No, they don't show that in the movie. It doesn't yeah. work for the plot. Yeah. But, but that is what actually happened. But those guys, like, I know you're going like, Oh, they're just like you know, they're the Adams family. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, take on things. Except the Adams family won't fucking murder you. Yeah, yeah. And those yeah. guys, yeah, are part of a group that will kill people. Sure. Like I know they took him in. That's nice. You know, and then, they, that was then nice there's, they took him in. Then there's That's the guy great. who's like practically in tears, trying to convince the daughter to <laughs> come back to see, her, come back to her dad. Oh, I keep bumping my mic thingy. Um, yeah, I just, you know, you had a doctor there. Who was who was saying if, if Borat wasn't there, uh, he'd be. Oh yeah, no, no, that guy, that guy deserved what he got. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, that that guy a creep. Okay, so you person. got yeah, so you got the so you yeah, got yeah. the people that are in the far right militia group. Yeah, you know who are armed and 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 you know I know they're being played as like it's funny. Yeah, but like it is dangerous that all these people are chanting together. <laughs> Let's chop them up. Yeah, yeah, like like the Saudis do mm -hmm. and like whatever horrible thing he says and they're all singing along and enjoying it. Like that's just a fucking Nazi chant. Like the people who are chanting Jews uh, will not replace us. You know, some of them I'm sure would take you in too. Some of them would like mow your lawn if you yeah. needed it or bring you soup when you were sick. But yet, but you get them into a group and they will chant these hateful things. And if given the opportunity, will do horrible, horrible things. Well, so he that's, that's that's all people, by the way, or most people. It's pretty hard for people to resist, as we've seen in those experiments to, where they have people become prison guards and or are given the opportunity to shock people and stuff like that. You know, so everyone's people, like that. Everyone has that everyone's in them. Yeah, a Nazi? I don't say everyone's a Nazi. That's well, a bit that's extreme. Well, that's what they are. They're Nazis. So if you're saying everyone's like that, then everyone's a Nazi. I'm just saying everyone has that capacity to to uh, be a Nazi. Well, yeah, I guess so. To be a prison guard, yeah. Okay, but then their actions. Okay, well, that I think is just forgiving, you know. I'm not trying to much. forgive. I'm just saying that, you know, you have to, there's human nature as part of this too, right? Like, I'm not, okay. I'm not trying to defend those guys. I just, I just, it just feels well, like, I just like. taking advantage of people. Yeah, like, yeah. So that, that to me is like, okay, yeah. I can see the woman who was the uh, babysitter. Yeah, you know, She was... didn't know she was, she was in that, but she comes across. She comes across very really, well, yeah. Really well. Yeah. 
and is the counter to these other horrible people. Like basically, what they're what they're showing is there are people. Okay. What it I don't know all is, the backstory, so you, you know you're you're well, you're, enlightening, you're enlightening me here as we okay, but you don't really even need a backstory really for this. Sure, like sure. what you what you get out of this first of all is like he goes to the Mike Pence rally. Yeah, and like the thing that's shot the most shocking in there isn't that he walks in in a clown outfit. Yeah, or that he is dressed as Trump giving uh, giving his daughter to Mike Pence. I mean, that's just a comedy bit, whatever. Okay. The most shocking thing is you see Mike Pence in front of all these people saying 14 people have COVID in America, mm. but don't worry. The president's got it under control. Yeah. And everyone's, yeah, yeah everybody has got it under control. That's great. And it's like, holy shit. That's just, that was just, that alone was enough for this movie to be worthwhile to me because it's like, you forget this. Yeah, you forget yeah. that like, Mm-hmm. Everyone just went, mm-hmm. and what happens when you just go, yeah, he seems to know what he's talking about. What harm could this? And then 200,000 people are dead, like in this year. Yeah. And because we just went, yeah, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Let's nod along. We got it. And then, you know, these are the dress up people, the fancy pantsy people. Yeah. Okay. And then later on, you see the quote unquote hicks that are also you know, just going along with what you're saying. And yeah. uh, they'll chant along and they'll go, yeah, no, this all makes sense. Chop them up. Why not chop them up? <laughs> it, to me, it really exposes something that is very dangerous. Yeah. And it does it with a comedy twist to it so you can actually accept it. Mm. But it's like, I don't see anyone else doing a, doing this in movie form. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of it with like, I guess, The Daily Show or what have you. But it's like, no, this is shocking. And it's America. And... It's good that there's this kind of, it's okay if you don't enjoy it, that's fine. But I think it's like a really important film. And I don't think it's, uh, you know, with the exception of the babysitter woman, um, anyone's really being what about, got. That what about when he comes in dresses the Jew into the temple? Yeah. Okay. Well, I do know a bit of backstory on that, but okay, let's go with that. How, how did that play out to you? I think that's awful. Why? Why? That was great. That well, was so sweet. Because like, no, because there's a lady that lived through the Holocaust. Yes. And when he and he when his character finds out that the Holocaust is real, he is happy. Yes. And I just to me that was just like ugh, boy. I don't know. No. Okay. Well, then we've got completely different perspectives on that. Yeah. To me, to me, the first film there are two there are two things that it did that you know sometimes when you do jokes the people who the joke should be about. Uh, embrace the jokes and now oh boy um and, and so there's two things one yeah. is where he interviews uh some feminists okay. and is making fun of the of the feminists yeah and you don't really kind of get any he's wrong wrong it's kind of like they're just stuck up what are they going to do you know yeah, yeah and so people who you know uh were on board with his perspective were kind of like embracing that and this is, and the other thing is he would make fun of jewish people mm. Of course, he, the actor, is Jewish, but whatever. The yeah, character yeah, yeah. is making fun of Jewish people. Sure. And so there was a little bit of like, is this anti-Semitic? Even though it's so over the top, it's a parody of anti-Semitism. Yeah. So what do you do? And so in this case, he went in, dressed as the cartoonish character that he established in the previous movie. Okay. And basically had a woman just go, no, none of that's true. I'm just a person and she's <laughs> yeah. a person. And yeah. we're both people. And feel my nose. And here's the thing. And they were genuinely sweet. And they were genuinely kind. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, oh, wait, no, that is stupid. That's absolutely stupid to believe any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's stupid. You know, she's and, and she couldn't have been she couldn't have been nicer. She wasn't made fun of. 
And yeah, there is a joke at the end. You're right. There was there was that thing at the end. But like she gets to say, like the Holocaust happened. This was real. I went through it. And, uh, you know, I also know that they set up this fund for her afterwards and all this other stuff. And there were things that were done that were positive. But I thought that was like they, they did the two things that the first film like left hanging. One, they made, gave it a feminist ending. And two, they uh, they took away the anti-Jewish uh, uh, jokes by showing like an actual person who was Jewish who was just going, no, that's clearly all uh, not true. And here it is. Hmm. And then at the end, instead of the running of the Jew, it's the running of the American. And, <laughs> you know, they're running from Fauci and killing Fauci. Yeah. 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 I did. I did. I, I won't give it away if people want to watch the movie, but I, I did like the twist ending to it. I thought that was fun. And like I say, I did like the daughter arc to it. I, I think I'm just I'm just not a person who enjoys uh, that sense of humor. So. No, I, I get I get what you're saying. I'm just trying. And, and again, if it's not something you don't like, it's not something you don't like. Just the idea that they went after, like in the first one, you're right. They they would uh, they would do the thing where it's just a regular person. We're going to kind of make fun of them and make them part of a practical joke that they they're not part of. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And there was a little bit of that with the facts guy but yeah i feel like i mean but that wasn't really mean-spirited it was more kind of more kind of silly than that yeah so i i really had no problem with that element of it you know yeah i can't see anyone getting anything in this that was uh undeserved and it exposed like you can you can go it's human nature yeah but you know it's it it's it's weird seeing you know when you when you see people who uh, you know, are these armed people with these crazy Q conspiracy theories? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you just think, well, they're just a bunch of nuts and uh, <laughs> they don't exist or they're not real. Yeah. No, see, no, I, they think, are. I think they exist. I just. Yeah, but like, yeah. they're, you can't see how they would go to a store and buy groceries. <laughs> you can't see how they would watch TV. Sure. You know, uh, but they're just sitting and just telling you casually. Yeah. Like, like to, to me, that was the other thing is like, in the original film, you know, they, they'd say all the things about that the Jewish person would do. They drink the blood of children and it's the oldest and this is this. Yeah. And then those guys are going like, oh, no, they drink the blood of children. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. His cartoonish over the top, yeah. no one could ever think this, mm. is your reality. And you guys both just live here and look calm. I like how they keep saying that's what they say. Yeah. Like they don't say, they don't, they don't try and say it as like an absolute fact, but they're just kind of like, Trump that's what well. they say. Yeah. That's what people they are say. saying. People are saying, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Um, one of our one of one of our installers at work, he was telling us about some family friends who are Q Q believers, and a little while ago, and then he was back, he was from the island. He was back again, and the other day, and one one of us asked about you know how's it going with that, and he said, oh yeah, they're still they're still stuck in that, but and we're kind of like, well, you're not. You're not going that. You're not. They don't believe in what they're saying. And he's like, "Oh no, no, that's just crazy." But then when he's talking, he's going. He started talking about how, like how Sandra Bullock was on the Oprah show, like saying that she would wear. She was wearing some sort of like uh, ointment that was made from the something of, of children. I can't remember exactly what how he said it. And I'm just like, I said, I said, okay, if you're going to tell me that, you have to show me actual video of Sandra Bullock on the <laughs> Oprah show saying those exact words because. I'm not going to believe someone who's just telling me that they know someone whose uncle's brother's butler squirrel saw it on Oprah. You know, like, it's just too crazy for that kind of nonsense. But it's just weird. Like, here's a person, oh, no, I don't believe in it. But 
you know, then here's a little nugget for you. Here's a little cue drop for you. Oops, Sandra Bullock was on Oprah telling, you know, doesn't, it's just weird how people accept information to me. And they, and they say it like, this was uh, something that they picked up on. Like, this is a secret. Well, it's yeah, a secret. That's a, yeah, that's if it's a, on Oprah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big part you know, of it for sure. I, I've, I've, I've heard that kind of thing quite a bit where it's like someone goes like, and the media isn't, isn't covering this at all. Oh, where'd you hear about this? It was on the news. <laughs> well, then they did. What are you talking about? <laughs> yep. They're not covering it enough, what they mean. Sure. Or they just forgot about it. It's like, no. And if the news did cover it, then it's online and you can like look it up and it's all fine. And like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I, it's so hard. Like, like with Q, I'm, I kind of, I'm, I'm sort of of two minds about Q. One is that I think like if it got less oxygen, it would go away. You know what I mean? Like it's not like we're kind of Westboroing it in that sense. So we're giving it so much oxygen, it's making it bigger than it actually is. You know? And then my other side is like people are going into pizza parlors with assault rifles. So maybe, maybe it is serious. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, this is the problem. People are driving into Rideau Hall. Yeah. Just add guns. Yeah, yeah. This is the problem. It's like, you can have a dumb opinion. Yeah, yeah. As long as, you know, you it's just your yeah, yeah. Like, I'm seeing people, there are people that come to Vancouver uh, to the art gallery, like, about, uh, like, most Sundays okay. to protest the mask thing. Yes. And it's a large group. Okay. And they're, like, anti-mask. And sure. you're like, okay, well, there's some people that are just sick of wearing masks. Okay, well, that's dumb, but that's them. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other people on the, on the fringe that are definitely thinking this is the government trying to control you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the government's plan. The government wants to control you. And so they're going to make you wear masks. Yeah, yeah. That's how they control you. That's right. Yeah, make you stay at home. What is the government doing on the streets that they don't want you to see? <laughs> Chalk drawing? Are they playing a hockey game? Like, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just follow this to any conclusion. It's like, it's all mind control. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, how many people here think it's mind control? And if you, you know, they, oh boy. This is the thing, like, okay, so... I get that you're not liking Borat, that, and that's totally fine. So let's take Borat out of the picture. Sure, that's but fine. there, but there are okay. First of all, there's the Mike Pence type thing of like, you know, it, it's all under control, folks, yeah. and it's not, and people are going to die. So no, we it, got that. It is interesting. This is what I say. It is interesting that the film is kind of like a, a time capsule of 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 that because yeah, you get that downplaying it, and then later on, like when he meets the crazy Q guys, you know, his he says to them, "Where is everybody?" And they're like, "Everyone's inside because of the." because of quarantine and of course Borat has to play dumb but yeah. but yeah like it's just weird to go from it's nothing to suddenly there's a whole town under under lockdown but I think he's in Seattle with by that point right I think so yeah that does happen it's in Washington for sure okay yeah, yeah. so he's in yeah he's in Washington so Washington of course has suffered terribly from from COVID so so yeah they it, they were under lockdown and yeah it's uh yeah first I I just on a pure technical note they clearly have the internet he is saying that his name is Borat. How are they not looking up, like when he says that he's a, yeah, a yeah. news reporter from yeah. his own country, yeah. how does that not come up at all? Because that's, that's amazing. Because they are experts at research, hence all their Q knowledge. Uh, Those boy, guys know this, how to follow a breadcrumb. This just reminds me so much of, uh, okay, it's just, I, I, I'm going to get back to the original point, but I'm just going to say this This is one of the things I like most about the show Ted Lasso. Uh-huh. It's uh is they have they have one scene where a person challenges them to something 
and uh, and he's surprisingly good at this thing. Okay. And it's like he talks about how all these people throughout his life have underestimated him. Yeah. And he was saying like uh, one day he found a Walt Whitman quote that said, "Be curious, not judgmental." Mm. And so it's like all these people who dismissed him throughout his life, not a single one of them was ever curious. They thought they had everything. I'll just do a quote from it. They thought they had everything figured out, so they judged everything and everyone. If they were curious, they did ask a lot of questions like, "Have you played a lot of darts, Ted?" To which I would have answered, yes. <laughs> um, but this is the thing, because, you know, you've got all the answers. You're not curious. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. where things get fucked up. Yeah, I think if, if the people who were in the audience for Mike Pence were like, uh, Trump's got it all under control. Okay. I'm a little curious. What's he going to do? What's the, what's the thing? Yeah. If anyone throughout the movie almost would just been a little curious and just follow it up with a question, but you know, okay, then I get it. I don't want to look dumb, so I'm going to agree. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think I know the answer, so I'm just going to keep it to myself. And uh, there you go. I just like be curious because I was going to ask you instead of what happened, because clearly people should be doing something about this Pence thing. People should be doing something about all the right wing guys there. Yeah. What's the solution if it's not mocking it in this? broad way because i i think mockery <laughs> is usually a good way to go well i just what do you do because it's going on right now what do you well do? let's let's turn to someone i admire greatly amber ruffin okay. all right and let's just i love amber ruffin very much <laughs> and let's just go with what she said there are people there are political people political people who are dealing with these things go to those people they're the ones who know what they're doing they're the ones who have looked into this have tried to figure out strategies to try to block Trump, stop Trump, you know, be a, uh, work effectively through political parties, through other, other systems to try to, to make changes. I think those are the people that you need to ask, not, not me, dumb podcaster in, in Vancouver. Well, I mean, but you, okay, you go to work every day, you talk with people, you meet with people, sure. you know, and I think a lot of the people who are those people who professionally yeah. are trying to stop these kind of things mm -hmm. are in their own little bubbles and don't necessarily see what the rest of the world sees. Okay. You know, so it's like, to me, it's like, how can you be that those guys yeah. or the QAnon guys yeah. who are kind mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they will let you into their home and they will give you their food. Yeah. And it's they will let it's a weird, it's a weird part of their upbringing. Like I, I think people, Q people okay. and Trump, Trumpists and stuff like that, a lot of them come out of evangelical backgrounds. Okay. And I know from like having been a stranger in many towns through, through Alberta that the kindest people you will meet are evangelical people in terms of like giving you a meal, you know, and welcoming you into their house, letting watching TV with you, you know, sending you on your way with some food. Mm -hmm. Wonderful people. Do they also have horrible prejudices that you don't want to share? Yes. You know? Mm -hmm. And their charity, I maybe sometimes their charity only goes so far, you know. And it helped that I was, you know, a white kid in in a, in these towns and wasn't, you know, wasn't a person of color. I may not have had the same welcoming, right? But but that's that's a part of their their upbringing, you know, is that kind of welcoming the stranger, sharing sharing a uh, you know sharing that's a table. Rule like number that. one, yeah, yeah. And so I don't want to give those guys like a full pass just because they welcome Borat. Like, I, in, fa in fact. Bringing them up, I, I wasn't trying to defend them. I was just saying, like, they did, I was just sort, sort of defending by saying they did do a kind act in welcoming him. In mm -hmm. every other way, yes, you you know, bad news. You don't want to know those people. 
they their opinions are are uh, verge on insane, you know, like insanity, because it is like a mental derangement, you know, the the whole Q thing, and that's what makes it hard for people to come out of it. Is is, is that cult like cult like, and also the idea of not believing it is so humiliatingly embarrassing that you really have to double down. Otherwise, you're going to have to admit that you've fallen hard for something that's this absolute nonsense which well that's just is, which is yeah. hard for people to do right someone wrote a, an article uh and, you know it was a little bit tongue-in-cheek but it was it was about that uh, and, and i'm sorry that i'm uh, blanking on <laughs> at, like was it next nexium the, the nexium yeah 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 okay it was nexium the sex cult. i'm sorry yeah, for laughing yeah. at the sex cult um the man <laughs> sex cult was that ever a comic strip no it wasn't it right. was not oh darn it uh, but someone was yeah. writing how they were in an improv group yeah. and a lot of the same things that kind of were used in the recruitment uh, for the sex cult, mm. you know, played very well in the improv group, which is a bell I've been ringing for many, many years, just saying, you know, how there's all these people that were you know, in these, in these groups and it's, they use a lot of the same sure. uh, things like there's no reason to leave the group. You know, you're only safe in the group. The uh, the outside world doesn't understand the group, and yeah, so yeah, on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. But one of the biggest problems, of course, is if you're going to leave the group, it means you've been you've wasted all this time. Yeah, and you were stupid, and you've got to admit that you know you. Ugh, I fell for it. I was a chump. I was a sucker, and that is such a hard thing for people to to do. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. It's like, ugh. So so you know, you stand in your own way, and you keep justifying why you're still uh, with these folks and then you're still with these folks and still with these folks. And there's comfort in family, you know, there's comfort in, it's yeah. like Sarah, Sarah Silverman was talking uh, recently about um, a neo-Nazi she knew. And it was the, he was having a hard time when he was young. And, uh, and, and, and then this neo-Nazi group uh, was kind to him. Yeah. And she went, you go towards the love, even though the love is full of hate, yeah. you go towards where the love is. And she and uh, she was talking about, you know, do we offer people a chance of redemption? You know, and if you don't, well, they're going to they're not going to break out of this because, you know, if there's no love over here or any chance of love over here, they're all people will always go to where the love is. Yeah. Well, that's funny that you sort of took the words out of my mouth that I was going to say is that I think. Oh, I got your script. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, I sorry. I sent it to you earlier. I didn't. I didn't ah, damn it! I'm so sorry. Missed, yeah. Yeah, you read my lines. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, no, I just, I just because I, I feel like I feel like if you like the problem with mockery, which is fun. Mockery is fun, of course, and I, I love it. I really do. But the problem with mockery is that it is, it is kind of closes the road right between you and other people. Like you are, you are, you're. It's basically you're, you're just sort of ending that relationship, right? And it's not that having relationships with people, you forgive them for what they're doing wrong and things like that, but you need to have a, a way that they can come back from wherever they are. And if they feel like you have cut them out, whether it's by mocking them or being angry at them or hating them, then they have nowhere to go but to be where they are. You know, and if they do feel like, well, this is really dumb. Like, why do I believe in this? And lizard people, like, they walk around in the snow. Like, they, they're not going to, they're not going to, like, feel comfortable coming to you and saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure if I'm believing this stuff anymore. I don't really know what to do. You, you know, if you've, you know, if you've made it clear that you have no time for them and that you do not want to talk to them again, that you're mad at them or you hate them, that you, you mock them, then you, you've given them no path to, to get, to, to leave wherever they are, you know? So I feel like, yes, you, we, you know, we have to judge them 
we have to condemn them, but we cannot hate them, and we cannot make them feel like they have no way out of whatever they're doing. You know. Yeah, my feel my feeling on that was that yes, like I'm all for I'm all for redemption. The 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 but never to the point where uh, the people that they hurt don't get served first. So you know, if 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 this person has been a neo-Nazi, yeah, they've harmed someone else. Yeah, the other person has to be like if it's a, if it's a choice of which of these two people is going to be made whole. You got to go with the you got to go with the other person first because they are the victim. The victim here. I know this person's a victim in their own way, but this person has yeah, done damage. I mean, there's, to... I mean, America is like this weird social experiment, isn't it? That you know is was start like the, a new social experiment not the original social experiment of the constitution but the new social experiment of the night of the 70s 80s of the change from from a you know a how do you want to describe it a a society a society that recognized the the value of equality and the value of opportunity and i don't think that's america anymore i think america now is a, a society that attempts to to crush the crush the people it's scared of and that's basically the poor <laughs> and the lower middle class are slowly being crushed by this ginormous experiment that's going on you know to reduce educational opportunities to you know to to take away take away like good jobs from people to take away all the support that was there there's no you know like the social security the whole social network is gone. Uh, you know, there's uh, people can just fall to their death if they something bad happens to them. If they lose their job, if they get sick, there's like there's like other than like charity, there's just nothing there for them. There's no help for them. You know, and that mm -hmm. and this is like and we're kind of seeing the fruits of this now. You know, and this the incredible ignorance of Americans. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean that you know the the country has you know has starved huge areas of, of America of educational opportunity and you know that those chickens are coming home to roost you know and the amount of drug you know drug addiction you know which is a result of poverty of you know of cult of cult like militias and and whatever like these you know QAnon and all these sort of things like that are just they're just preying on people who do not have the the critical faculties or the ability to critically think and look at something, you know, like a little education is a dangerous thing, right? Like you think you're smart, but the problem with people who think they're smart is that there's lots of, there's lots of gaps in their education, you know, and the, and the, to not be able to, to think logically and not be able to look at something critically, you know, and if you're not taught that you will not be able to do it. You know, it's not something that you just pick up off this, off the street or it's something that we're born instinctively with. It's something that has to be developed. And if you do not have that developed in you, because the government doesn't want you to think critically, because then it's little tricks that it's pulling are much more obvious, then, you know, so it's easier if you to keep a population, you know, intimidated, cowed, working against its own interests, if you do not educate them, you know, and I just feel like that's what America is becoming. And so it's, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to be, as Pierre Trudeau said, you know, living beside a sleeping elephant it can be scary. Yeah, it's like Trump. Uh, Trump took all the dog whistles and just turned them up to like just shouted them. Like it was all stuff that politicians knew how to play. Yeah. Like Zach Galifianakis talks about uh, how like it was a relative of his uh, who was running for public office, and uh, and the poster of the other guy was like you know he's one of us was like the person who was running against Zach, yeah. and what he was saying is 
he's not a great guy. He's he's one of us. Yeah, yeah. And like they know they know the beat to play it, but you play it small. Mm-hmm. And he just came out like from the get go and just go, rapists are coming, rapists are coming. They're going to rape your women. Basically, that's yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always been the subtext. Is like you know who's the, who's the people that you're afraid of? Well, they're coming and they're going to have sex with your women. Yeah, yeah. You know that, right? They're going to come over the border, swarm you, take your home, uh, have sex with your women. That's what they're going to do. I'll protect you from them. That's mm-hmm. what my, that's what I'm going to do. But you you know, and everyone's around him going like, yeah, but. Tone it down. <laughs> Slip it in sideways. You can't just say it. And then he said it, and uh, people went with it. And there you are. I'm like, I just, I. The thing though about fear is, uh, eventually people get used to the thing. I think. I think. And then you know they'll be afraid of something else. But you know you can't you can't keep going with the same thing. No. Like you've yelled you're, the wolf you're, you replace it with Antifa, and then you go you go on from there. You know. Yeah, they're gonna. Did, did you see Portland and uh, and uh, the riots? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Why don't you go to Portland right now and just check it out? Oh, but it's on fire and it's horrible. No, good look at it. Oh, that's pretty good. I, I could use <laughs> I could use a donut. Yeah, I'll have a donut. Thank you. Is this the worst? You know, and then yeah, putting up a thing. This is Joe Biden's America. No, actually, it's yours. But you're in charge, you. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think just there's also a problem where uh you know I think there's a real danger uh to calling yourself the best country in the world. I think there's a re and just saying it well, over and over again, especially when you're a police state. That's even you know, worse. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like at, at, at any point, like yeah. like the question I always will go with with that is like, when did that happen? Mm. What year was that? That you were the best country in the world. When I, was it? I think I think American exceptionalism is not a new a new concept. No, no, I got you. But give me a year. Was it during the Depression? Bet it wasn't. Was it during World War One? Bet it wasn't. Was it during World War Two? Maybe a little bit. Hmm. You know, do you think in the fifties? Yeah, there's a lot of racial stuff going on. Was that the best country in the world? Maybe. I don't know. You know, uh, <laughs> the problem is they took the world's greatest grandpa mug yeah. and took it seriously. <laughs> and it's like, and the problem with when you're the greatest country in the world is yeah. you're not going to take notes. Hmm. You know, there's no reason to improve because mm-hmm. you're already the greatest. You're already gold star. You're already 100 out of 100. Why the hell would you fix that? You're perfect. Stop it. Don't, you know, anyone that's saying you're not, well, they're clearly, clearly crazy or they're trying to steal your shit because you're the greatest. So what are you going to do? Like, they, oh, well, fuck those guys, you know? Uh, and that's and that's the problem. Like, it, it, that Trump was able to do a thing where it's like, make America great again. It was like, okay, that's a good, that's a good gimmick. Because you're not saying when America was great. It's so vague. You're saying saying to these older people, things were better in the past, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make them better now. Why they were better in the past was you were younger then. Okay, that's a simple trick. But after you've been president for four years, you're going, make America great again, again. Like, no, that again, no, absolutely makes no sense. Yeah. You know? Things aren't great at all. You've got to like just oh, that's oh for fuck's sake. I guess when he wins in seven days, that will be the the next hat, right? Yeah, make, make America great again, 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 again. And I'm wondering if this time, if he if he actually still wants like I, like the first time he didn't know that he was going to win and he didn't want to win. That was never the goal was to win. Yeah, it was a fucking accident. <laughs> and now my my feeling is. That, you know, it's all that's keeping him out of jail is that he's president. So he's scared because, you know, if who can pardon him? There's too many things. Yeah. You just can't. 
you know, um, and, and, and to be pardoned, you really, you know, t I mean, technically you don't have to confess and technically you don't have to be guilty. There are ways around it, but I'm sure he doesn't know that because he's not curious, but he's thinking <laughs> like the only way he's going to get away with anything now is he's got to be president in order to survive. And mm. it's like, Oof, what, what do you do when your back's up against that wall? Yeah. You basically go, I'm not going to accept, you know, if I lose. Yeah. And we shouldn't count votes. And a democracy <laughs> was a bad idea. And let's just not have the election. <laughs> that'll that'll be that'll be day three day three before the election. That'll be his. Uh... Oh my oh my lord! I, I I love my American friends so much, and I'm I am so incredibly incredibly worried for them, and I'm sorry for everything that they're going through. Yeah. If, oh I'm, oh my god! I'm very I'm very concerned. I'm not even like. How do you have Halloween and make anything spooky? Like, <laughs> how, do you, how does anything, like in the middle of a plague yeah. where a dictator might get elected in like three days, like, or two days, like, how, oh, I'm is it, a ghost. Is it two days away? Are you? Are you a ghost? Or three days. I'm a ghost. You know, who cares? Is it November, cares? The, is it November the 2nd? It's, uh, it's either November the 2nd or 3rd. Luckily, I don't vote. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Tuesday, whatever Tuesday. Oh, okay. So Tuesday, thirty. Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, three. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, I'm. I am. I'm not confident. <laughs> to say that. I'm not confident. Well, get up in the morning and the next morning, and look uh, at the border and see if people are just flooding in <laughs> like a tsunami. See, see what happens. Oh, great. Yeah, I guess I guess this would, I, again, I'm sorry that I'm coming up with all these questions for people uh, in the audience. What's an effective way of countering this artistically? Is there a way of doing that? Because that's all I got right now. Is like, is mockery a good way? Dave is uh, saying uh, no, and yet I feel like a spoonful of humor makes the medicine go down. <laughs> um, what, uh, you know, which is will be your only health care you'll get. Uh, in the next couple, oh my god! Well, I like, anyway, I do, I, pref I prefer the idea of mocking Trump more than mocking Trump supporters. Okay, okay. So I'm writing this down. I'm writing down your question. Okay, I appreciate uh, you, 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 you doing that. <laughs> just so we, it, it's just, I, just so I don't have to like find it in the show. <laughs> That's basically why I do it. Yeah, right. I'm now, I'm now trying to remember the uh, Woody Allen quote about satire and the Nazis. Oh yeah, that's a very good. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, Bricks and uh, bats and bricks are more more like what is it more effective? Physical force is always better with Nazis because it's hard to satirize a guy in shiny shiny boots. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good, yeah. There was a lot of good satire about the Nazis, <laughs> but that wasn't what uh, what did it. No, that's a thing. I mean, I mean, isn't that like sort of like part part of like the Weimar Republic is sort of part of cabaret, like the idea like of they're they're mocking the they're mocking the political times and but it all came down on them anyway you know okay here's the uh here we go uh here's the uh, here's i'm just going to read the actual sure. from the from from, sure. from manhattan yeah uh isaac uh, has anyone read that the nazis are going to march in new jersey you know i read this in the newspaper we should go down there get some guys together you know get some bricks and baseball bats and really explain things to them <laughs> uh the party guest says there was this devastating satirical piece on that the op-ed page of the times it was devastating isaac well a satirical piece in the times is one thing but bricks and baseball bats really get to the point the party gets oh but fighting satire is always better than physical force isaac oh no physical force is always better with nazis 
because it's hard to satirize a guy in shiny boots. <laughs> Very true. And, and actually, in the original cut of the film, there was a there was a scene of Isaac and other people throwing uh, throwing rocks and stuff at not a neo Nazi march. So, but I guess it was decided it was too too uh, too visceral for the movie. Yeah, and they couldn't afford the song "We Will Rock You." So, and without, <laughs> that's, what is the what, what is the point? Not, yeah, that's true. Not. What is the point? I mean, I'm and again, I'm saying all this, and I uh, my wife is uh, uh, my wife. See, that's boring. <laughs> um, that's not the, the first time I have ever done that, and the last time. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You're a big fan now. Yeah, my wife does uh, editorial cartoons. Yeah, so you know. There's a time uh, of the night where we just like sit around and just go, okay, what went on today? Well, what's an angle? What's a thing? Mm-hmm. And then and then she ignores what I say and she does a good thing. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. And then there and there you go. And that's why her stuff is showing up in the Washington Post. And, uh, you know. I have a free podcast, so you know it's fine. Yeah. We're all doing okay. We're, We're all fine. It's true. In fact, I'd say our podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm going to throw at the notes I was taking. That's right. There's no way I could get better, and there's no reason to try. <laughs> and I'm not curious about nothing. <laughs> that's that's curious that you're not curious about anything. That actually has always been a thing for me, though, and why, again, when something is said on TV that I agree with, I'm like, aha, I've always thought that. <laughs> uh, but my my my... Yeah. angle through life has always been well trying to be kind that's one thing but but definitely trying to be curious about things like always mm. try to be curious yeah and like you know this person who you're talking to probably has something interesting to say this you know you're in a town that's like Ugh, i'm stuck in this town yeah, yeah there's something in this town that's interesting mm. find, find out what that is goes on in this town what's going on be curious i guess, Check it out. I guess yeah that. try something different i've always been curious about bicycles Ah. Some would say that I'm not going to finish that sentence. Um, recumbent. <laughs> recumbent, indeed. Mm-hmm. That's a comfortable looking bicycle. Right. Did I tell you my dumb joke about recumbent uh, unicycles? <laughs> okay, what's your dumb joke? Uh, I saw a guy today on a recumbent unicycle. Oh. And how... uh, it turned out he was just falling off a unicycle. <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of the time I saw that guy riding on a unicycle across the bridge in the rain. Oh. Tell me about it. What to, I oh. did tell you about it. This is meant. This is like in our first season of of Sneaky well, Dragon. How am I going to remember that? Now? I know it's a long time ago. I was going over the I was going over the Knight Street Bridge, which I'm sure you're familiar with if you go to IKEA in Richmond. And it was pouring rain out. It was just like one of one, you know, just Vancouver weather straight through. And there's this guy, a youngish guy with kind of longish hair, but not super long, uh, riding a unicycle in a suit over the bridge. He was carrying like a, a like an attaché case as I, or briefcase as I remember it, but I could be so, adding that. Uh, my my memory could be adding that because that doesn't make any sense. What's that, sorry? I, I was going to go. Had you never met the mayor before? <laughs> Not until that day. There we go. Yay! It was just a weird thing to see. Like it's one, you know. Yeah, he's on a unicycle, sure, but in a suit. But then add the fact that he was riding it in the pouring pouring rain like it just seems so strange and yeah. sad and sad it's like it was like he didn't prepare for the day like he got yeah, up, though i do he got I up late for work to a song called unicycle in the rain you would listen to that yeah uh. there's a song called unicycle in the rain <laughs> i don't think so or if there was a cover of an album and it was a guy in a suit yeah and he was on a unicycle yeah. he was riding in the rain hey what's that album about let's hear a song from that let's see what's that about 
Tell me. Hmm. I mean, it's clearly from the 70s. Yeah. It's a 70s album. Uh, with a song about a unicycle? You know what? It wasn't. Yeah. It was about Vietnam. <laughs> no. It was a, it was a yeah. metaphor? Uh, it was more, it was just a uh, fuck Vietnam, fuck Vietnam. <laughs> come on now, don't drop a bomb. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> I think that's from 60s. Well, you think, you think it was, uh, yeah, you're, the, think, you're thinking of the fish song. I don't think a lot of people were saying fuck in the 60s. In the oh, song, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, he, he got everyone to say it at Woodstock. Oh. On stage, yeah. Okay. Man, it stopped the war. Yay! Stopped the war. That and the Fugs doing their exorcism of the Pentagon. They really did. I, I don't know if which is better. Is it better to do, like, serious <laughs> protests or to do, like, situationist <laughs> protest? Yeah. Is it good to have a bed in for peace? Yeah. Or to have like a pig as your as your uh, democratic candidate, as they did in 1968 in Chicago, the yippies. Or yeah, do an exorcism of the Pen- Pentagon, like go down there with speakers and like do an actual like real, you know, from the Bible, like from the whatever the book they use, the handbook, the you know, uh, Roman Catholic handbook uh, of the exorcism. You know, like that's uh... how about the Rhino Party? Were they did they work? Did anything happen with them? Did that? Do good things. I don't, you know. Well, uh, in Canada, we're yeah, about. we're talking in Canada. We had it's a, a satirical political party, satir- which I always thought was interesting when I heard about it as a kid. I was like, yeah, hey, that sounds neat. Make fun of stuff. Oh, I like it. That sounds a lot, a lot of fun. But then when you when you looked into it, it seemed like the idea of fun was to have like run candidates with funny names <laughs> on the ballot. But it's kind of lazy. Isn't other it? than that, there wasn't that much to it. Like they didn't seem to have like an amusing. I don't remember there yeah. being like an amusing. Uh, you know, they didn't have like a, what do they call it? Like when they party platform, they didn't have like an amusing platform or anything like full of funny jokes or whatever. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. I think they, I think they stopped, uh, I think the Rhino parties stopped being the Rhino party because they became redundant because they were the green party. But boom. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> here were here were some of the rhino party's uh, promises. Okay. Let's hear some promises. Uh, they were going to repeal the Laura of gravity. Mm-hmm. They're going to put the national debt on Visa. Okay. Uh, they're going to provide higher education by building taller schools. That's, I actually like that one. That's good. Uh, going to change Canada's three official languages to uh, English, French, and illiterate. <laughs> okay. Uh, tearing down the Rocky Mountains so that Albertans can see the Pacific sunset. <laughs> that would make Albertans happier, I think. Making Montreal the Venice of North America by damming the St. Lawrence River. Okay. Yeah, uh, banning guns and butter, because both kill. <laughs> All right. Uh, making the Trans-Canada Highway one way only. Which direction? And, and uh, changing Canada's currency to bubblegum, so that it can be inflated or deflated at will. <laughs> well, I got to say, it started off kind of weak, but maybe it was just like the... the building the build-up of all the various nonsense yeah not bad not bad you know but i don't feel like i knew that at the time and also they needed to switch it up you can't mm-hmm. do that every time you got to like come up with new jokes i mean i'm i'm i i we we of course are very prejudiced towards this hour's 22 minutes because <laughs> because as we have told this story many a time uh we had a sketch comedy show you and me that was approved by uh the Paul Shadow, yes, uh, who uh, people may know from the Frantics in Canada, mm-hmm. who was Mr. Canoe Head, among other characters. And uh, then instead, they ended up going with this hour, 20 minutes. And then Paul Shadow said to me, uh, but if that doesn't work, you guys are in. 
Nice. So uh, then that show became like one of the longest running shows in Canadian Canadian history. Yeah. But it was just it was a satirical show. And uh, I don't, you know, uh, there were some moments I thought that with Rick Mercer where I thought it kind of uh, reached the general public and and people kind of, you know, uh, got it and they kind of zinged the politicians pretty good. They felt, a little, they felt a little chummy. Yeah. Felt a little chummy. Okay. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Like it, it, it just felt like they were the, they were more like the friends of the politicians than they were like, like a thorn in their side. Yeah. Like they would not fear uh, the, this hour is 22 minutes folks. Whereas I think uh, with something like the daily show uh, politicians actually were afraid to be covered uh, on it that night. Yeah. You know, they would be taken down or, there would be like a reporter that they wouldn't realize was with the show that would sneak up on them and, Oh no, now I look like an ass. And you know, you're deflating the pompous and showing their lies. Sure. Um, you know, which, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know if we've got that in Canada. Well, and it's partly timing too, you know, it depends when you like the, this hour, this hour is 22 minutes came out during the long liberal run of the nineties, which I think was kind of a very chummy time in, in American politics. That party certainly was the party of you know the ba- party of the backroom deal and whatnot, yeah. and so they had twenty seven seasons. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I it just seemed like there wasn't that much to I don't know. I think you know at Canada we're not we don't really we don't really command the world's attention, and for that reason there's not that much that we do that's like really egregious, you know. Yeah. Like I think I'm sure I'm thinking of like. Private Eye magazine, the British magazine, which I, which as a young man, I loved very much. I used to read it, you know, I would get it every, I guess it came out weekly. I would get it every week and I would read it from stem to stern, even though I knew nothing of what they were talking about most times. Like I did not live in England. I, what did I care about par- parliamentary <laughs> hijinks in England? But anyway, I would just read it. I, you know, in the back, the back of it was more like the joke stuff. And then the front of it was more serious news based on the fact that this magazine would dare to publish stuff that no other newspaper would. And so they became like a kind of a clearinghouse for, for articles that new journalists couldn't get published elsewhere, you know? And so they would still get, they would get paid for it on the, on the side, but they wouldn't have a byline for it and they could, they could get the news out that way. But they also did things like they were the ones who revealed um, all the problems that were have that um, I can't remember the name of the company now. I can't remember the name of the drunk, but the one that was causing, um, uh, what was the name of that drug? It was a birth control drug that turned out it was causing uh, birth defects. Thalidomide? Sorry? Thalidomide? Yeah, thalidomide, yeah. So it was actually Private Eye who, like, like, uh, was a whistleblower on it, you know, because other, there's a lot, you know, everyone else was like, friendly, you know, was, there was so much, like, you know, school ties and things like that that no one wanted to, no one wanted to, like, backstab their, their buddies from, you know, they went to Eaton together or whatever, you know. Whereas, private eye was perfectly willing to do that but it feels like in canada we don't have that kind of we don't really have it doesn't feel like we have this kind of big news that happens i guess we had like the Wii scandal and stuff like that but even that feels kind of like it's kind of low it's kind of a very low priority scandal almost if you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah there's like a a charity that was paying people to it was overpaying in order to like keep in the government's good graces you know like uh-huh like isn't that just like yeah, there's some... all corporations <laughs> like, what? yeah there's some people scandal? that like uh started a you know, satirical thing that was a uh, shit Harper uh, did. Okay. And so they would like talk about things uh, Stephen Harper actually did. Yeah. Uh, but like in a funny way. And, okay. You know, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it wasn't effective enough 
to win an election. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second time around it, it was, but I don't think, I don't know how much. I don't know how much that had to do with it. <laughs> I think yeah. it was just, I think it was just fatigue more than anything. It's a, it's a toughie. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I think podcasts are the only way to affect change. That's me. I think I <laughs> stand by that. Well, I'm glad you're glad you're willing to take a, a hard, hard stand. Canada and, Land is a pretty good podcast. If anyone wants to listen to a podcast about Canadian politics, and why wouldn't you? I'm just going like, listen, if you're American <laughs> what and you you're like, yeah. I can't stand it. I can't stand one more mention of the politics in America. Yeah. Here's what you do. Listen to Canada Land, and you'll hear about Canadian politics, and it'll just be like, oh, that's all right. What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, they should take care of that. That's not right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're sensibly talking about that? Oh, someone raised their voice? Oh, okay, that's bad. Oh, yeah. What happened? Prime Minister did blackface? Oh, what, like, recently? Oh, like, how many years ago? That was my favorite joke in Borat, by the way. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I like. I liked how many people online were like, oh, he's never going to live this down. <laughs> what, Trudeau's not going to live it down? Yeah, Trudeau, yeah. He's never going to live this down. He really stuck it to Trudeau. <laughs> okay. I guess. Sure. Well, Fine, it's a funny joke though. Yeah, it's a good joke. I don't know if it's a career ender, but okay. Oh, he, oh yeah, it's never getting up now. <laughs> yeah. You know, Borat is a dumb guy, right? So if Borat says a thing, it's not a true thing, right? Get that part, right? Okay. They sure. don't get that part. Yeah. If they Borat don't. was going, he did this thing and it was great then that would have been a thing, but it's this thing. Ah, that's okay. I don't have to explain jokes to people. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad, bad, it's a bad place to be, to be explaining jokes. Um, do you want to turn to our letters folks? I guess we, gotta... I guess we better since we're almost at the length of the show that you think we should stop. Sure. Sure. Uh, we have nine comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well that's, that's nothing. We're going to be done this so quickly. Oh boy. Um, so last <laughs> week we were talking and, uh, and uh, less passionately, possibly, about what's your favorite movie or TV show that you find comforting? Yeah. And what is your favorite jingle, commercial jingle? Um, so uh, Edward uh, Dragansky is first out of the gate. What is going oh, on no. here? He better be last. Let's he's, take a look. He's oh, he's not. Oh, my gosh. Uh, up is down. Left is right. <laughs> anyway. Trump, uh, we were talking what is this? Trump's America? <laughs> no, that's satire for you. Um, get the... Bats and birds. Um, I mentioned, uh, he mentioned Midnight Run. Uh, I mentioned sequels to Midnight Run. Yes. And now I'm getting my comeuppance for you. He's mad at you. Yeah. I hate to nitpick, but my comment was that I hoped uh, Martin Brest uh, would have directed a sequel to Midnight Run so it had a chance at being as good as the first film. I was attempting to avoid any mention of the Abomination sequels. They came after the original, but you did that for me. Uh, I do agree <laughs> oh, that Ian. the day Dennis Farina died was the day to pass on any chance of a pop, uh, proper breast sequel. Uh, I absolutely loved Farina and everything he did. Did you ever watch him as Mike Torello in uh, the NBC series Crime Story? You mean with the theme song Runaway? Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? That's That's all I know about it, and I've heard good things. I ought to watch it. You never watched it? I watched it as a as a youth. It was on Friday nights, and I was a I was a poor lonely teenager. Did you like it? I did like it quite a bit, actually. Very good. Who did that show? I'm gonna look that up while you're while you're talking. Please. He was from Chicago and seriously sounded I feel like it was Michael Mann. 
Very good. He was from Chicago and seriously sounded like every one of my uncles back home. I used to watch Crime Story with my dad, who would point out places he remembered from Chicago in the 60s. I was watching High Fidelity this past weekend, I assume the movie, not the TV show, and I wondered, since it's centered around music, mixtapes, and a record store, mm. if Dave has any fondness for this film. The scene where Kuzak opens the store with his employee, Ted Luizzo, has them playing a Bell and Sebastian record until Jack Black bursts in and replaces it with Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Hmm. Like, I need another reason to hate Jack Black. And I know how much <laughs> you like Bell and Sebastian. I was drawn uh, to to this film because it uh, was filmed in Chicago, and I'm from there. But I was wondering how authentic David thought the music and record aspect of the film was. Having been adapted from a book where the record store was in London, do you think that would have worked better? If it was a comic store Kuzak owned, I'm probably more critical uh, <laughs> having worked in one, yeah. maybe for future fan splainers. Dave, what do you think of High Fidelity? Oh, I thought it was, uh, I actually quite liked that movie. Uh, I liked that, well, the record part of it anyway. I don't really remember the romantic element of it as well as, because I, I saw it in the theater, as you know. Uh, I did. I think actually, you know what? I actually think I've saw it twice. I think I watched it at David M's because I do remember there being a deleted scene where and it was kind of like is the deleted scene. I was left out of the film, but it was obviously that's why it was deleted. But it was more like it was like a a record collector's fantasy, like because the scene is is John Cusack being called out to this woman's uh, apartment, and she has like a record collection she wants him to look through, and mm. it's like the greatest record collection you've ever seen. You know, it's got like every, you know, it's got the Sex Pistols uh, first single, you know, and it's got everything. Like it's just, every, it's all in pristine condition and it's all great. And and then he, you know, he's like, well, this stuff is, this stuff's worth a fortune, you know? And and then the, it's just the, the joke, of course, is that, you know, she says, I'll sell it to y'all for a hundred bucks. And he's like, a hundred dollars? This stuff is worth thousands of dollars. Like this, I can't, you know, I would love to buy it from you for a hundred dollars, but I can't. You know, in conscience, you know, steal money from you. Like, how can you sell this for a hundred dollars? She says, "Well, this belonged to my husband, my ex-husband, who left me for a younger woman." And he wrote and said, "Sell my record collection and send me the money." So, and that was the. It was sort of more of a punchline than it was like a. Yeah, it's a an old joke. Yeah, yeah it's so. basically an old joke. Yeah. yeah, but it was it was still kind of a fun scene just because of him looking through. Oh man, I keep. I'm going to destroy this thing. Um, sorry. As long as the show is recording. The show is recording. Uh. <laughs> what I liked about that scene so much is like the idea of of um just you know of finding like this great record collection that you could just like look through even if I it wasn't mine I wouldn't care it would just be so much fun to just, like sit on the floor and like go through someone's singles and look at all their picture sleeves and everything like like that yeah that's like if you like records which I obviously love CDs and records and I love music and I did work in a record store for for a summer um yeah it's it's um I think it's I think it's pretty accurate. And by the way, I I'm a big fan of Katrina and the Waves, so uh, I was I'm okay with Jack Black coming in and, and turning off Belle and Sebastian and putting on Katrina and the Waves. So that's fine. Uh, yeah, Katrina and the Waves. It had Kimberly Rue from the Soft Boys in it. You know, like Robin Hitchcock's band. That and Kim- I like I like Jack Black. So uh. and Jack Black is so good in that movie. I mean, all the all the all the characters are good. The the actor, I think. Um, I think Ed said his name, but I can't remember what, what it was. Todd something, who plays like the kind of quieter. Yeah. character who has a relationship with Tom Dar- Luisa. Yeah, that's right. Who has a, he has a relationship with Darlene, I think, from the Roseanne show. Okay. Uh, in the movie, right? That sounds about right. I, I, it's a long time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've watched a... the TV show since then. So. Okay. It's erased yeah. all your other memories of, of the original. 
Not really. I didn't really care for the TV show. <laughs> oh, but okay. okay. I didn't see the TV show, but yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was pretty accurate and pretty fun and, and I like and also they played the beta band in the movie too, which is really great. Very nice. Uh Todd writes, My comfort viewing. I think I've mentioned my love for Corner Gas. I tend to rewatch the entire series every year or so and watch a random episode whenever I need a pick me up. It has a style of humor almost completely free of mean spiritedness, and it never fails to put me in a good mood. I, I had uh, decided against watching Brightburn, and your discussion of it makes me feel I made the right call. <laughs> yeah, it's, no point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too much like Corner Gas. You're absolutely right. Uh, Nancy is clearly the Lex Luthor, uh, Wanda. Anyway, I, uh, I seem to end up uh, mentioning Alan Moore every week, but I'm reminded of his comments about The Killing Joke. Basically, Moore said in retrospect, he's not very proud of writing that story uh, because it, it's merely about uh, Batman and the Joker, and it doesn't relate to anything in the real world. I think this sums up the problem with a lot of the darker uh, takes on superheroes, which is they're merely dark for the sake of it, without any deeper themes. Of course, that's not to say everything needs to have deeper themes. I'm pretty sure Corner Gas doesn't, or does it? Uh, but that's me putting that but on the flip side, maybe there's something a tad wrong with making a movie about a mass murdering child simply as light entertainment. Well, I haven't actually seen the movie, so I probably shouldn't be that quick to judge. At any rate, that Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan thing you mentioned sounds pretty neat, so I may have to check that out. I say do so. Also, you might want to just listen to the old radio show, which is available in various places online. Um, I just read a sequel to The Killing Joke today which was uh, uh, Batman, the three jokers. Okay. And they do a direct sequel kind of uh, bit at the end. And it is the big twisteroo. Um, <laughs> and uh, it had me just like, look at my desk and just like sigh very loudly. Just... <laughs> it's like, are we done? Are we done with this now? Oh, God. We are not done with it now. It is not the Kaiser we... Soze moment that you expected it to be. We are adults. And we're proving it with our comic book writing. Oh, boy. Anyway, let's just let it go, guys. Let the killing joke go. Let uh, Batman killing Jason Todd go. Let it all let it go. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Edward hey, Dragansky. I, before before you go back to Ed, can I oh, just interrupt please. you for a second with a little crime story? Would love a little crime, crime story, story, story stuff. So so I was wrong. It was not a Michael Mann show. It was a creator. Oh no, it was it was this production company, Michael Mann Productions. He was the executive producer, but he was not the creator. It was created by some other fellas, and it did star Dennis Farina. It also starred Stephen Lang, if you remember him. But okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I thought was uh, really from uh, Animal House, from Saint Elsewhere. Yeah, hmm. did a lot of stuff. He's in uh, he's in Manhunter. With, uh, oh, I didn't know that. He's in, uh, yeah, he was part of the uh, Michael Mann gang. But what was interesting, I was just looking through the notable guest appearances in the show, and it's quite, it's quite a. Uh... So David Crusoe was on it. Was Julie Julie uh, Julie Roberts appeared as a juvenile rape victim in season one. Kevin Spacey appeared on it. Deborah Harry made an appearance. Paul Anka, Gary Sinise was in the season one. He also directed wow. two episodes. Ving Rhames appeared on it. Christian Slater, Paul Gilfoyle, Michael Rooker, Lily Taylor played a waitress, Pam Greer, you know, that's a little bit of a, it also had some jazz musicians like Miles Davis, Dexter Gordon, Stanley Tucci appeared on it. Uh, David Hyde Pierce was in an episode, uh, which also featured George Zunza, if you remember him uh, from Law and Order. Um, Billy Zane was in it. Michael J. Pollard 
and Elias Coteus, the Canadian actor. Dennis Haysbert, before he became president of the United States. Um, then there was Eric Bogosian, Michael Madsen, Vincent Gallo. David Soul was on it. Michael Jeter. Jesus. Fred Savage. Yeah, How what? many seasons was this show? And it was only on for two seasons. No, that's too many people. 44 episodes. I just thought that was quite a roll call. That's a real... That's a real casting director on that show. Let me tell you, they really had an eye for the talent because a lot of those people were like very early on in their career. Wow. Okay. I'm going back now to Edward Dragansky talking to Todd. Do you remember we brought up Alan Moore? We did bring up Alan Moore. Hey, Todd, says Edward Dragansky. Since we two seem to be carrying a torch for Alan Moore, I wanted to (laughs) recommend a story I don't think has been mentioned here on Sneaky Dragon. If you haven't read it, Find Superman Annual Number 11 by the team that brought you Watchmen, Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. The story is titled For the Man Who Has Everything. It takes place at Superman's Fortress of Solitude. It's Superman's birthday, and the entire story is centered around Batman, Robin, and Wonder Woman as they arrive to celebrate. Here's a link to this story, and the link is there. My favorite scene in that is uh, is uh, Robin, who's played Jason Todd, uh, looking at uh, Wonder Woman, like walking into the fortress, and uh, is like, Arr. and uh, and uh, Batman turns to him and goes, "Think clean thoughts, chum." <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Luckily, it was very cold out, so no one, nothing was going to happen. <laughs> um, Todd uh, responds, "Ah, yes, I have read that one. It's pretty good. I've got it in a collection that's basically all uh, Moore's Superman stories." So it's uh, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow for the Man Who Has Everything, and then a Superman Swamp Thing crossover, which is also really good. I think there was an animated adaptation as well, but I haven't seen it. You're correct. There was, and it is quite good. Uh, Just seeing Superman kind of like, oh! Uh, And and there was a live-action version of it as well, uh, where it's hinted at. But it wasn't exact, but yeah, they they got into it. Uh, recently, I got the collection of Moore's Future Shock stories for 2000 AD, basically a bunch of short two to eight page sci-fi tales with a twist ending. There's some of Moore's earliest work and so far and so overall far from his best, but they're still pretty enjoyable. So I'd recommend checking them out if you hadn't already. I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. If you are a writer and you are interested in doing comics, Future Shocks for 2000 AD accepts stories. So if you can think of a good, uh, very short uh, sci-fi story with a twisteroo ending, uh, you can submit that. And uh, before the plague hit, I was kind of putting some of those together. And then other stuff happened, and it was like, ah, nope, i got to do other things. Uh, but uh, it sounded like an interesting challenge. Sure. So, yeah, just go to the 2080 website. It'll show you there how to submit stuff if you're interested. Uh, Regis. Regis, which is... Yeah, we get it. Uh, hi. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm not sure I'm getting all of this, and I'm going to do my best, okay? All right. This is not on you. This is on my reading, and I probably, you know, I've been in a basement for a long time. This is exactly that, a plastic box to be assembled so not so tight, to put a cracked egg in it and boil it. Very disappointing. Do you know what any <laughs> of that means, Dave? Remember we were talking about he was mentioning a device to make a square egg. Yes, that's his last letter. Very good. Uh, The gadget was announced in the previous uh, week's issue, so I had a week to imagine a magical device that could square a complete and raw egg. Uh, (laughs) Like when I saw the first ad for the Lisa, uh, the big sister of the Mac, in which uh, they say the mouse would allow you to retrieve any document on your desk. 
So I wondered how could you grab a sheet of paper and put it in a file folder in a file tray? Uh, much too literal. For the metrics in France, when we buy fruits, vegetables, and meat, we use livre, a pound, oh. or demi-livre, a half pound, for 500 or 250 gram weights. That makes good sense. Uh, and also, by the way, I, your, your, your fruits and vegetables are delicious. Um, I'll say. A, uh, yeah, a comforting show or movie, The Blues Brothers, and uh, Densha Otoko, uh, translated to be The Train Guy, a likable Japanese sitcom, a drama, as they say, spelled uh, docudrama or doryulama or something like that, about a geek helping a young upper-class lady in a train as she's assaulted by a drunkard in return for what she asks for his number and uh, how all his uh, online otaku friends uh, will help him and encourage him on his uh, journey to seduce the aforementioned lady. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, best jingle, the Hawaii Five O theme. Uh, gives me a big smile always. And uh, P.S. If you want to laugh with the Frenchies, we've got a couple of YouTube clips. Uh, so just go to our website, seekadragon.com. Uh, look for Regis is the <laughs> letter and uh, see those. Jada Jackman writes. I'll check those I know, out. I haven't had time yet. So check them out. Uh, check Jada them. Jackman writes. Uh, Jada. I, yeah, I got I to get around to watching all of YouTube. <laughs> uh, I say I'm going to do it every day. Yeah, and just, I'll get to it. You better get better get on it before it gets like before there's too many videos to watch in one sitting. Nah, how's that going to happen? That's impossible. Jada Jackman writes. I know Dave has mentioned this before, but those gosh darn Beatles films are just so enjoyable. <laughs> I really could watch any Beatles film. Yes, even Magical Mystery Tour. Any day of the week, technically a TV show. Uh, I think this goes hand in hand with the fact that most Beatles songs are very comforting to me, and their movies obviously feature their own music heavily. Mm -hmm. So you have to wait until the end of Let It Be. Oh, I but swear, what an ending. But, well, there you go. I swear Beatles songs are warm chocolate chip cookies for the ears. That sounds gross, putting warm chocolate chip cookies in your ears. <laughs> don't uh, knock it till you try it, Ian. Yeah, don't put them in too far. Uh, other than those films, many Disney Channel original films are comforting to me. I'm sure it's the nostalgia that makes them so comforting. Uh, but my friends in college and I would always often find ourselves re-watching old Disney films for a movie night. Films like High School Musical and Camp Rock are so campy and overacted, but that's what makes them so fun. I'm really <laughs> my age on this one. Plus, they're musicals, uh, which makes any film better. Oh, and the best jingle is uh, the one not stuck in my head and driving me crazy. Though I suppose that defeats the purpose. Yeah, tried watching that Disney show about the uh, superheroes that were the second born royal family. Good God, that was confusing. <laughs> I don't, don't know it. I was just thinking that when we when we took the girls to Disneyland the, the first time, yeah. High School Musical had come out. And it hadn't come out in Canada, though, so we'd never heard of it or knew anything of it. And it, but it was a huge phenomenon in the States. And they, they had the like, High School Musical parade at Disneyland. Wow. Because it was so popular. And we were just like, what is this? Like, we didn't even know what's going on. Like, what? high school musical parade? <laughs> what the hell? What kind, of, what kind of weirdo situation is this? Yeah. It's yeah, so, what's wrong with you, America? Yeah. What are you making a big fuss about a high school musical? Oh, well. Yeah. And then uh, then just a little while later, Trump was elected. I'm Coincidence? I'm glad, though, that there's, that I'm glad there's folks like Jada, though, to prove prove me wrong in my... my um, 
doom and gloom feeling about America's educational system. There you go. Exactly. Uh, our friend Louise writes us. Hi, Louise. Um, Louise, I still have Send some me of your address, your, uh, Louise. I have still a container for a tasty treat that you brought to my home. And uh, we are putting it aside. And when we see you next, we will return it <laughs> to you. Um, my land, by the way, Dave, my, my, my landlord uh, gave me a um, pumpkin pie. Nice. The other day. Yeah. It's, I got a better landlord than I used to. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, Louise writes. I made a pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving. Oh, very nice. Very, very nice indeed. Oh, man, I wish I had some pumpkin pie left. Um, <laughs> Louise writes, uh, a program on Netflix uh, that's been a comfort uh, viewing for my sister and me uh, this year is one I'd like to recommend to Dave's wife, Lisa, oh. as a change from all those true crime programs. <laughs> Good luck. It's a droll Danish TV series called Rita oh. about a rebellious junior high school teacher and divorced mom of three adult children who has not yet grown up herself. Oh. She drinks swears and has sex with inappropriate men mm, that's all those things are things children do uh, and <laughs> smokes way too much now again very childlike yeah uh, she's constantly clashing with co-workers and her students parents but she always has the kids best interests at heart the series gives you a glimpse into uh, danish school culture and social issues some universal and some unique to denmark a uh, great supporting character is the idealist rookie teacher Hjordis, who is a big fan of Rita and also of Lord of the Rings. Hmm. She thinks of herself as a, the bard to Rita's warrior. When uh, in an amorous mood, she and her boyfriend break into untranslated Elvish. Huh. Uh, fun. Uh, Louise, have you seen the um, TV show on Netflix, The uh, School Nurse Files, yet? I'm just uh, watch the first one. See what you think. See what you guys think. See what you and your sister think. Um, the problem with that show, let me just, just yeah. to say, is that it has subtitles, which makes oh, it difficult. Oh, but you can, you makes can it, change that. Makes it difficult. Oh, you can change it so it's into a, a dubbed version? Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, Lisa has trouble with that <laughs> stuff because she uh, she can't go on Facebook and watch TV at the same time. Ah, but yeah, you can uh, you can get uh, uh, translate. I, I don't like I don't like dubbed stuff. I only like subtitles. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a problem. We do. We do. Okay. Um, Edward Dragansky writes again. Wait a second. Am I in a time? Ed, what's going on here? An endless running of Star Trek original series episodes or any movies with uh, Kirk and crew has been comforting, a comforting effect on me. They're familiar and I know them all. I know you guys aren't Trekkies. Uh, I think we prefer to be not called Trekkers. Uh, but there's a charm <laughs> about those shows that I can't put my finger on yeah. uh, that never gets old. Well, you put your finger on the shoulder, you both pass out. That's how Trek works. <laughs> Recently, or you put him on my face, you can read my mind. That guy is all hands. Recently, a uh, more invasive time that show. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm okay. So I, uh, so Spock's my enemy. Yes. And I got him. Uh, you know, I'm gonna like put him in a prison. Here's yeah. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cut off that guy's hands because okay. he's not gonna be reading minds. He's not gonna be knocking anyone out. The end. Seems seems a little harsh. Why not just use Why not use the handcuffs? Well, because he's still going to reach up with his handcuffs and get me on the shoulder. No, no, not if they cover his hands. Oh, they're going to cover his hands? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. He's going to get out of those. You know he is. <laughs> but he's not going to grow new mitts. <laughs> this seems unduly harsh, but anyway. All right. What has he done? What has he done to go to jail? He's reading my mind. He's knocking me out. That's, uh, that's for You're going to set up for jail for that and cut off his hands? Yeah. 
Recently, wow. I uh, I took in the Netflix series Dark, which turned my brain into gravy. Oh, I love Dark. So good. I was so dead set on understanding the third season. I oh. couldn't. <laughs> I almost couldn't wait for it to end. Wrapping everything I had around that show was exhausting. And I knew that once it was over, I could unwind with something softer and easier on the noggin. Uh, that ended up being Stargirl. That show. I got, oh, I got problems with Stargirl. Anyway, now I'm taking all seven seasons of uh, The Clone Wars uh, right. so I can be prepared for the crossovers they're planning on uh, having with The Mandalorian. Okay, you also watching the movie? You watching The Clone Wars movie? Are you? Because it's got the um, Southern uh, Hut. It's got, uh, that. Uh, I've always depended on the kindness of Stranger's Hut. Which, uh, that's, that's an oddball. Hut. That's a very strange thing. That's right. Uh, very Tennessee Williams Hut. Uh, I didn't think I'd uh, like the animation all that much, but it's actually done quite well and has grown on me. Agreed. Uh, having been in advertising for 30 years, I uh, can't really say I have a favorite jingle. Dr. Pepper definitely has, uh, has the most lasting impression on me because I had to work with those. And my first wife was a buyer for the radio ad time. How about the jingle that you can't stop thinking about? It's successful even if it's bad uh, because, if the ad starts renting, because the ad starts renting space in your head. It's done its job. There was an ad for Quiznos sub sandwiches years ago that no one could figure out. I'd like to have been a fly on the wall when Quiznos marketing approved this one. <laughs> Clip attached. Uh, I also watched Brightburn, the dark, dark version of Superman months ago. And you know what? I don't remember a damn thing about it until you guys started discussing it. <laughs> I think I was in and out of my head as soon as the credits rolled. <laughs> ah, just watch Man of Seal again. Another comfort film of mine. Uh, Krista, yeah, you can watch that new film with uh, Diane Lane and Kevin Costner uh, and pretend that they're um, Clark Kent's uh, parents that's right. in their own solo adventure. That's right. Not without my child. I think it's yeah. Called. Hey, where's my, where's my fucking baby? <laughs> that's the name of it. And if you go on YouTube, you will find some uh, helpful videos that explain Claudia's timeline and things like that uh, for that third season. Because you, you're right. That was... I mean, I like... I love those kind of shows, so don't get me wrong. But because of the generational nature of that show, in that it was, it it went had you know three different time periods or more, and everyone was everyone was aging or 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 either old or young or middle aged, depending which time they were in, mm -hmm. and it was it would go between those times, and so everyone would be like you know, and you had so you had to know like you didn't have to just know like one actor in the movie, you had to know like that actor as a young man, as an old man, as a middle aged man. And that was the same for everyone, whether it was an actress, all, all of them went through that. It was just super, it was really difficult. And the third season, like, just, like, threw, threw a wrench in the whole thing. Like, when you got through, like, one and two, and you're like, okay, I got to figure it out. I know who everyone is. I got this figured out. I'm okay. Everything's good. Everything's fine. And what? The, oh, no. <laughs> they got you. But it was good, though. So good. Highly That's recommend it. That's how they get you. Highly re recommend you it. Like it. I recommend you watch it with subtitles. Bing. <laughs> Uh, Chris Roberts writes, I'm completely with Ed on Star Trek for comfort viewing, mm. both the original series and the first movies. Sure, they're not all classics. <laughs> row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row. Captain, I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. And so on. Anyway, that, I'm just tangent. But I agree there's a charm. <laughs> what was that you were tangenting about? I was uh, Star Trek uh, fiving it. Okay, sorry. It's I don't... the one where they uh, have a device that makes marshmallows. Where they're all camping and they sing "Row, row, row your boat." <laughs> As a round? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, and then they meet God. 
Anyway, hmm. well, have you I seen mean, that movie? God, God likes marshmallows. Yeah, it's true. That says that in the in the in the in the book of s'mores. <laughs> Yay, verily. Do not mix it the rice crispy with the marshmallow, for they are an abomination. Oh, not if Unless you we have butter. Not according to the church halls I've been in, sir. Uh, Columbus. Oh, sorry, if that resonates with you, even it makes the low points uh, absurdly enjoyable. Mm. Columbo's also pretty good uh, on a rainy Sunday afternoon. Agreed. Yeah. And I have to thank my daughter for getting me into Gilmore Girls a few years back. I think all these shows share a certain amount of faith in human goodness and sometimes alien goodness too. And yeah, Gilmore Girls did have a lot of aliens in the last couple of seasons. Uh, and uh, a lot of humor in the writing and performances uh, that hits the sweet spot most of the time. Hmm. As to jingles, oh. I guess the obvious choice is We've Only Just Begun, which was originally used in an ad for a California bank. That's right. From writers Paul Williams. And yeah, you're right. You were all, everyone's right. And Roger Nichols expanded it into a full song for the Carpenters. Well, it's funny that Richard Carpenter heard it and he went to uh, Williams and Nichols and asked them to expand it into a full-length song so that they could make they could record it. Oh, nice. I'm not a fan of the band, but Karen sure could sing. Then how can a- you not be a fan of the band? I guess it is kind of middle-of-the-road music in a way that's really middle-of-the-road. Yeah, there was a If I Were a Carpenter album came out with covers mm. of their songs, and I kind of prefer almost every one of the covers. To the um, oh yeah, to the yeah. not not me, but I, I can especially understand the top of the world, it. top of the world, especially with Shonen Shonen Knife. No, you, Karen had such a great voice. I just I can't. Sure, she did. Just pure, pure, no pure loveliness. No discrimination. It's, it's fun if you if you go online. Once again, if you go on YouTube, you can find there's a a, a uh, it was the Carpenters with their group, but it's basically Richard and Karen on stage, and then the rest of the musicians behind them on the ground, which is really weird. But I guess they wanted to present as like a a duo, uh, but they they do like a Burt Bacharach medley, and but Karen's playing drums and singing, so it's really quite quite fun to watch because you didn't you didn't get to see that later in their career. They they made Karen move up from behind the drums and be a front person and entertain the audience, which made her very nervous and caused a lot of problems, uh, made her very unhappy. But because she really liked playing drums, but uh, yeah, it's fun to watch her playing and and singing. Why couldn't very you do it later on? You ask because record labels are assholes. Boo! Boo! Record labels! Blah! Uh, we also had an ad here in the UK when I was growing up for a brand of bread called Nimble, which targeted mm. slimmers. <laughs> Presumably, this was because, as you now realize, bread makes you fat. Bread, bread makes, makes you, you fat? fat? <laughs> but we're a couple of slimmers. Oh, well. <laughs> Nimble was a horrible product. A lot of, uh, like, styrofoam in its color, texture, and flavor. But without the nutritional value. But it did have that squeak on your teeth. Um, however, it did have a crazy ad featuring a young woman dressed like an extra from the Mary Tyler Moore show and harnessed to a hot air balloon that flew her above the Swiss Alps and somewhere uh, to a soundtrack of uh, I Can't Let Maggie Go by the Honey Bus. Mm. Not, a, not, a, not a known song here in Canada. Technically, this wasn't a jingle as it had been a huge hit a few years earlier. But still a great song and very memorable. You can check the ad out here if you're so inclined. And the full song is also big. So thank you very much, Chris, for that. This reminds me, says Ian. Yes. Uh, it's been it's been a number of years since I brought this up. But I like to occasionally go, has anyone ever seen this ad that terrified me as a child? Okay. Okay. The ad that terrified me as a child was a series of ads. And the idea was... Uh, there was like some guy who was like a nerd 
and uh, and then uh, a sultan comes to town. Okay. And the sultan is in town, and it's a big parade for the sultan. There's, <laughs> I think beautiful girls, and the sultan's a big uh, big guy. Yeah. And uh, and uh, the sultan loves to play games, and so the, it's an ad for a board game, and you play the board game, and the nerd wins. Uh huh. Uh, it ends with, but the Sultan hates to lose. Yeah. And then, like, uh, walls come in and crush the nerd, and he's uh, flattened. And it's like the nerd gets killed in some way that's a cartoonish way every time something drops on him and flattens him, or something gets killed. So I do remember, I remember the, I remember the, the commercial, but I don't remember that ending to it. Yeah, it was like the Sultan hates to lose. Like, he didn't want to play the game, but he gets convinced. To play it with the Sultan, the Sultan's not taking no for an answer. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, yeah, he gets killed. So I'm, and and it would horrify me as a kid because I was a delicate soul. Uh, but yeah, I can't remember what the product was, what the game was. I uh, can't find it online anywhere. So mm-hmm. if anyone knows what that is, let me know, and I will send you a copy of Exorcisters, uh, second volume, volume two, just came out this week. Uh, Kick at the darkness, uh, and I'll sign it and uh, all that kind of stuff. So. If you know what it is, please uh, let me know. Cool. Yeah. By the way, if you um, if you want a book plate for our book, Dave, my and uh, Nina Matsumoto's book, Sparks, uh, Double Dog Dare, uh, we are uh, back to giving those away to people who want them for their books. So if you've purchased one of the books, we will take you on your honor that you have. Uh, at uh, contact us at uh, Sneaky Dragon, uh, uh, Sneaky D at SneakyDragon.com, mm-hmm. and uh, give us your address, and we will uh, send one to you that is signed by the three of us. Dave colored the book, I wrote the book, and Nina Matsumoto drew it. It is the number five Canadian kids book in Canada this week, which we're uh, very happy with. Yeah, that's great. So. That's great. Are you all done? Are you done your letters? Yes, sir. I am. Okay. Well, I have a. I have. Sorry, oh, Quonk. I have an email that I missed last time, so I'm going oh, to. Oh, well, let's uh, get to it. I'm going to get to that. Let me just get back get to the email. Get Peter Patter. So uh, Matthew Sanborn Smith was kind enough to send me his address. Remember, everyone whose name I mentioned earlier, send me your address, please. Uh, but he also wrote to say, and I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I missed this or not missed it, but forgot it last time, Matthew. But this time we'll make up for it by reading it three times in a row. Uh, he says that detective from the Snowman. Is Harry Hole? <laughs> Everyone laughs at that name, of course. But I think it's pronounced like Harry Hole in in the, the language of the the author. He then says, "My favorite cereal as a kid was Apple Jacks. Now it's Fruity Pebbles, though I haven't eaten it in years because I'm an out of shape older guy trying to avoid diabetes. My favorite prizes were probably the magnifying glasses and Cracker Jacks. Pretty dull, I'm afraid. No, that is not dull because when you said when you wrote that." That reminded me of those magnifying glasses, and they were great. They're great. From what I hear, Josh Trank's Fantastic Four script was great, but Fox disemboweled it because the movie was just being made to hold on to the license. They took good stuff out and added lots of boring talking in in hallway scenes to save money. And he says, yours drooly, Matthew Sanborn Smith. Mm. There you go. Well, thank you, Matthew. And I have one more thing, which was a message... A message from Jonathan, who wrote to t- wrote to say this, and I have to hold it up because he he actually he shouldn't say wrote. He sent me a message via uh, messenger. He he just sent me this little recording, so I'm now going to play it for you. Is it really this easy to leave a message for Sneaky Dragon and know they will duly pay it on an episode, even though this is a rhetorical question? Keep up the good work, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yes, it is that easy to get something 
played on the show. That's all it takes. Wow. That's all it takes. So there you go. I just like that he's snickering evilly at the end of his question. That's the... Yeah, let me ask. Me. Uh, I, again, I love hearing people's voices. That's a that's a damn delight. Yes, it is. Uh, but but I'm going to ask uh, one more thing of the people. If if anyone out there is dressing up for Halloween this year, yeah, uh, send us a picture of you in your costume. That would be great. Actually. That'd, be, that'd be swell to to see. I'll try and take a picture of me in the space arm outfit. Yeah, costume. It's costume and Dave right? and Dave will take a picture of himself as good husband. That's that's uh, right. I do it. I, I do it once a year. Yes. The rest Otherwise of the time, it's it's, it's funny you you mentioned Nina and I I went I I picked up a chair for Nina this week. But Nina learned a valuable lesson uh, when dealing with me, which is that you have to explicitly spell out in every detail what you'd like me to do, so that I understand what's happening. Because otherwise, I cannot. I am phys- I am mentally incapable of reading in between lines. So at least I learned that a long time ago, and it's good when people learn that about me, because then I feel like we're on the right page. We're all on the same page together. No hints, no, uh, no assuming that I got it from a comment that it was occurred three days before. Not gonna work. It's got, it's got to be there on the page for me. Sorry, <laughs> it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a schmozzle, but it, we all, we got it worked out, and we, I got her her chair. Oh, good, good. So she's got okay. She's got the nice. Yeah. But then you also were able to drop by my place, and uh, yeah, we, that was really we great. Signed the uh, book plates. More importantly, you gave me chocolate bars when I left. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. I'm, I well, I'm, I hope you enjoyed those said chocolate bars. They were very good, and also you were kind enough, despite the fact that I said I was going to order it for myself. And I, I did that with the first book, but you insisted that I take it. You gave me a copy of Extra Sisters, and I just want to say that was really great. It was really good. Enjoyed, oh, thanks. I really enjoyed appreciate it thoroughly. That. Yes. I, I, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out. Giselle uh, Legacy did uh, just some amazing yeah. art in that, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, it was a it's a real treat to to work with her, and hopefully we'll be able to do so again in the near future. But yeah, the book is out uh, in comic stores now, and it is out in bookstores uh, this Tuesday. So there you, you know, if you need to uh, comfort yourself uh, with whatever's going on in the world, uh, you know, you know, pick one up. Yes, it's Take well, your mind off things. well worth a read, everyone. Yep. Those of you who enjoy comics, those who don't, well, what can we say? What hey, can we say? Uh, I don't want to judge uh, Judy. Uh, I don't. Okay. I don't want to judge celebrities. Okay. okay. But I'm just going to say this before we wrap up because sure. uh, this is a thing that's genuinely creepy to me. Um, so uh, uh, Kim Kardashian. Like I don't follow the Kardashians or any of this. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway. Okay. Ian. You know what I'm going to talk about? About uh, Kanye and uh, Kanye's uh, uh, birthday present for uh, Kim Kardashian was a hologram. Okay. Of her dad. Hologram of her dad. Of her uh, uh, her dad who has passed away. passed away, yeah. yeah. So basically she got this hologram. Yeah. So it's dad uh, talking to his daughter Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, talking about how proud he is of her Mm. and uh, the songs they used to sing together and all this other stuff. And it's basically like, this is a message from heaven from your dad. And so they've created your dad in hologram form to say all these things to you. And that's the birthday present. Yeah. That's okay. One, that's, you've got too much money that if you're <laughs> making a hologram. Yeah. And, and I just want to say like, uh, when I pass away, uh, don't do that to me. Don't make me a hologram. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and say things to, to people and have things come out of my mouth that aren't what I'm saying. Because I think you have now actually made an electro ghost. <laughs> And at some point, uh, the singularity is going to occur, yeah. and uh, and it's going to become sentient, 
and you've just made an electro ghost. Yeah, the end. yeah. And you've also told it a lot of stuff about yourself. And uh, so one, it's creepy. I don't think it's a good idea. And uh, 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 no, don't. Now, the idea of making a puppet of me. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Having that talk to my yeah, relatives yeah. that are still around and say things. I'm all for that. What just about hire a ventriloquist and just have him go to town? Yeah what, yeah. what about a ventriloquist dummy of your taxidermied corpse? Is that okay? Uh, I don't know. That's heavy. <laughs> no, well, like, everything's been removed. It's st- all stuffing. Yeah, I guess Oh, you're so. okay with it now. Okay. So you're just yeah, more worried about... I'd rather... I don't know. I prefer that uh, all of my future things after I'm dead, talking to my relatives, are in Muppet form. <laughs> okay. Like, I would like to have Cookie okay. Monster's googly eyes. Okay, okay. That's just be, you know, enough, just like, go on with life. Once again... Feel free to marry. <laughs> feel free marry. Enjoy life. Life for living. Once, um, num, once num, again, num, when num, you num. when you do it, when you taxidermy someone, you replace the eyes. So we could use googly eyes for you. So, you know, there's, I'm just putting options out there. I'm not, you know, I'm not coming down on either side of this. I do like the Muppet yeah. idea. I do like the Muppet idea. But also, you know, like ventriloquists that appreciate uh, something more lifelike that they can use to... You've got to get on with your life. I've been dead one, two, three years. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, yeah, even though I'm dead, I'm still near and not far. <laughs> near, not far. And so on. Yeah, yeah, that's no. very good. Uh, I'm sad. Hi-ho, I'm here from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> Hi-ho, David Dedrick here from the grave. <laughs> the afterlife isn't what you expect. <laughs> it's... Someday you'll find it. <laughs> It's pretty handsy. Yeah, someone's always got something up yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up. Okay, but you, you have up. to do the wrapping up. You've got. The oh, that's right. Up it's my. Hour. I'm the wrapping up person. Okay, let's just say. So, folks, you know their questions. What are our questions again? Let me look. The questions are yeah. What is an effective way to use humor to affect change? Sure. And, also, can oh, you come up with uh, a uh, a band that's also a comic strip? Yes, that's right. Can you? Can you do what we were doing earlier, merging band names and comic strip names into amusing things? And then... The Archie. What's the that? Archies. What? The Archies. The Archies. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Archie is a comic strip, but it's also it's also like a daily comic strip, and it's yeah. also a band. That's another dollar. I owe $5 to charity. <laughs> You're doing, doing really well. For some reason, my cheapness gene kicked in, and I've not been uh, <laughs> having any ideas at all. Sad. Sad, but true. Uh, so, folks... If you'd like to answer, oh, and also send us a picture of you yourself in a costume. If you have a Halloween costume this year, take a picture using your camera on your it phone. Lasts longer. And then <laughs> you can send it to us here at Sneaky Dragon. So you can send it to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. That's our email address. That's where you, if you owe me your address, should send me your address as well. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. If you'd like to leave a comment about the show, we have a website called sneakydragon.com. You can go there. You can find the show. You can leave a comment. You can find us on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. You can find us on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. We like to hear or we like to read comments on all those places. We may not always react to them. Sometimes we just put a little like. Sometimes we do make a comment. But we do like to read uh, messages from you. 
Everyone, just so you know, uh, the new episode of Listening Party is coming out soon. Uh, I was thinking about doing it for this show, but I decided to spare Ian. But the show is going to be entirely based around Halloween songs, Halloween themed songs. And it's not the Master Mo- Monster Mash 15 times. So this, we're not, I'm not going to play the Monster Mash, actually. So it's going to be all kinds of alternate songs from the Mo- Monster Mash. Songs about the Invisible Man, about Frankenstein, about Dracula, and about things that are sort of gruesomely related to kind of horrible things that might be happening at Halloween. That's that's kind of the theme of it. But we're also going to be reading your your comments and 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 things. So uh, if you hear this Saturday and you have some time, send us a comment. And we'll read it out on the show because I think we're recording on Sunday after the birthday. I'm not sure oh. actually what time we're recording. But anyway, so uh, yeah, get on it. That's all I'm going to say. And someone mentioned, I'm sorry that I'm not remembering who it was, mm. the the really sad thing that uh, we've never actually heard Monster Mash. All that you've heard is someone describe. Oh, that's right. We described the Monster Mash. Yeah, it's really sad. You've never heard what the actual Monster Mash song but isn't that was. Isn't that most dance songs, though? Oh, you've got to explain. To, well, because to, to... They, but they, cause the songs themselves are describing what you do for the song, like... Like the twist? Come yeah, on, like baby, let's gonna... do the twist. Yeah, all the songs. But like... you're hearing the twist while you're doing the twist. But these monsters are dancing to a monster mash. That that, that song... We but I'm, no, I'm thinking about songs where, like, the mashed potato... You oh. know, like, you're doing the mashed potato, or when you're doing... the, You know, like, I, I actually have, like, a KTEL collection of all dance songs. Like, all different songs with the with the dance. You're just... They describe the dance in the... in the. Uh, wait, are you song? saying... Wait, I, so monster mash... Yeah. It's not a song. Yeah, it's, it's a dance. It's a dance, and so it's okay. like it's like an instru- my... it's like an instruction of the dance, right? Right, right. So it doesn't matter what the song is. Yeah, yeah. It's dancing the Marshall Mash to the song. My problem then is yeah, like, like the hustle, what... right? Well, the hustle's but... not really to describe the song though, but the hustle. To the be... hustle. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't really give you the step. So, but no, no, no. But, when but you the listen... monster mash doesn't either. What the hell yeah. is the monster mash? We don't know how to do it. We've heard it for forever. And we don't know how to do it, but it's clearly a song. Well, if you know how to, well, everyone, all monsters can do. If you do the mashed potato, I imagine it's pretty close to that. It's so. probably pretty close, yeah. but it's got a horrific twist to it. <laughs> I guess so. It's a mashed person, I suppose. Okay, listen. Yeah. I'm going to throw in an extra thing. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I know we're asking people to send in, uh, we're asking to send in, in like uh, pictures. Yeah. But if anyone uh, wants to show us what the actual monster mash is, Please, Boom. please do. I appreciate yeah. it. Please. So it's got to be the mashed potato. Yeah. Plus a horrific twist. <laughs> sure, sure. And yeah, it's a, and not the horrific twist is a chubby checker twist. Yeah, yeah. It's just a horrific twist. Actually, chubby checker doing the horrific twist sounds like a good other song after the monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Like uh, the twist, because it was such a big uh, phenomenon, like such a big fad, you know, like really heralded like the age of the dance song. Yeah. In the 60s. So that became like the time for... Here comes a dance. Here's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Do it like this. Sure. This is the way. Yeah. Even that even that insane song, Pe- The Peanut Duck, is about a dance called The Peanut Duck. Hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. It, this is interesting. Okay, all yeah, right. It is. You know what? We should do a show next week and talk more about this stuff. Sure. I'll... Get, I'll, I'll uh, hmm. Isn't it weird thinking that by next, next week... Yeah. We'll we'll know how Halloween went. Yeah, uh, we'll know who's president of the United States. Oh my gosh, my hands we'll are raised in prayer. We'll know all this shit. Yeah, like next week. Next yeah. week. Next week. We'll know all this stuff. We'll know it all. Oh my god, we'll know so much and yet so little. And so, so yeah, it's a fair point. <laughs>
I can't wait to hear next week's show. I'm looking forward to it as well. Okay, well, I'll meet you back here then. Yes. All right. It's a date. Yay. All right, everyone. We'll meet you back here too. Feel free to join us in the uh i don't know what we i don't know where we meet though is it sneaky dragon clubhouse can yeah. we can we borrow can we borrow this the listening party uh rumpus room sure we sure we can yeah, yeah we'll do that we can meet in those stinky the listening party rumpus room yep there's lots of chairs in there i put for a new rumpusing for rumpusing yes including a beanbag chair we have two beanbag chairs this because put cheap. your rumpus in that beanbag chair <laughs> there you go i can't believe i keep hitting this stupid thing anyway all right everyone that's enough. I've hit it 500 times, so I think that that's a clue. Time for us to go. So Happy we will Halloween, see. Everybody. Yes, that's right. Excuse me. Carney on the cop. <laughs> Just uh, have a bit of silence. Okay. And then come out hot. Just come out. Just really give her on this one. Okay. Just go for it. Okay. This is the one that's going to win some awards. <laughs> right. We'll do that. Yeah.